So just to prepare you, uh, Jake will sneak attack us and just start the episode randomly when we're oh, okay. planning out. Well, that defeats the purpose of the think sneak attack. I think oh, that's wow. funny. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're going to sneak attack us. I was. <laughs> I was going to do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, guys? I just burped right when you did that. Our, the start of the show will have a burp in it now. Perfect. <laughs> it's a bad timing. Oh, my burp, that is. Your burp? My burp, yeah. All right, so we're here today. We've got Chris, Troy, Ahoy, Scott, boy. Jake, and we got a special guest with us. We've got Jason from JK Studios. Hello, thanks for having me. Dude, thanks for, thanks for here, having man. us. We appreciate it a lot. It's really cool yeah. having you around, man. Uh, should we go through, uh, what have we been doing this week, guys? Well, uh, I've been busy trying to get Jason here. This is crazy. <laughs> so, Every night it comes to my house. <laughs> I stood outside your window with a, like a boom box above my head. <laughs> just playing outside your trench door. Coat? My wife, trench coat. Just, just do it. Just so he'll stop. <laughs> say anything and come over here. You, you get it? You, you get can it. say anything on our podcast. You are allowed. Have freedom here. <laughs> Uh, I actually, I know that when this airs, it's going to be late March, but in early March, I downloaded, um, the, the new game on PlayStation plus the, not the new one, the old one that they remastered. Um, modern, I do this every modern warfare time. I forget oh, Call of Duty. Call modern Duty? <laughs> I do this. It's a hard uh, name. He's actually going through early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> Every single week, he's I, like, uh, I've been watching that show. Uh, <laughs> it's a detective, really and it's not bad. false. The it's, true story about a detective. Like, <laughs> so life of me. Think of what it's called. <laughs> anyway, I've been playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, and it is, that was the game that, like, really got me to want to experience stories through video games yeah. like that was the first time that i had that much of an emotional response to a video game so it's been super fun to play that and the remaster is really good on it nice. yeah i'd like to see the like really cinematic moments mm -hmm. with the remaster oh you dude, can man. it's free on ps i have it i oh, just okay. haven't played it see anyway, I, I it's boy, pretty good one i boycotted that game for so long and the reason why is because when i first met chris <laughs> <laughs> Know the story. <laughs> we got in an argument over which one was better, that game or oh, Halo. Yeah. <laughs> no, this was like a bad fight. Dude. Like him and Apparently. his wife were so mad at me for so long. I had just introduced them. Like yeah. I, there was, was like, the first time Chris they met. Yeah, yeah. Turns uh, out I was right all along. <laughs> I mean, hey, PlayStation's not the first Halo Halo was something special. Yeah, the first Halo, that. I mean, that was... Each one gets a little more sad. <laughs> I know, it peaks, and it's all down. I mean, the Call of Duty kind of did too, so... That's true. So did Scott. <laughs> anyway, Scott, what have you been up to? Well, not much, honestly. Been watching. All right, Troy, what have you been up to? <laughs> Wait, sorry, I'm sorry. No, but yeah, I haven't really been up to a whole whole bunch other than, like, homework for the podcast. Um, been, uh... I downloaded uh, 
another old game, Crash Bandicoot. The, the yeah, I saw you were playing that. Are you playing it with your kids? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really want to do that. Yeah, it's, like, it's awesome. You trade off controller each time you Tr die. No, I couldn't. Don't <laughs> stay away from the first one. The <laughs> controls in that no, first I, one. No, I played the first one. I, I got through Apu Apu. Fine. Dude, that first one had I had such a rough time with the. Con it, it is it's hard. like laggy. It was rough. It's hard to know when to jump because yeah. like the camera angle's a little low. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's a fun game. Good it stuff. brings back lots of memories. Hmm. You think it like holds up still? Like, is it like a? Well, no. If you go into it with the right uh, attitude, because like Mario's timeless, you can go back and yeah. play Mario. But like, is Crash in the same um, category? I the I remastered. Honestly, remastered. It's a lot better. If I were to go back to the super pixelated, trying to be three D. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably put it down. Oh, really? But um, with, with it being remastered, I, I really enjoy it. it and it's hard to be decide. I mean, it's a side scroller that, and it's one of the but first. It's also like, like a temple run, like a. Well, yeah. it's not. It's it's side scroller sometimes, sort but, of. But yeah, it, it's well, like it's like semi. You also have the ones where you're running towards the camera, mm -hmm. which is isn't that like the whole first one where you're running towards the camera? No, okay. you're running away from the camera. But, but right. the camera moves and you're running towards sometimes, sometimes the ball right? takes sometimes. you. So I I always thought like when especially when they when they brought out Crash Team Racing that like it was Sony's attempt to try to make a Mario. Yeah, it it, it to totally was. And, yeah. and and we and we were uh PlayStation uh from the beginning in our family. And so we were we had every Crash game every as soon as it came out. I love Crash Team Racing. They're remaking that. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Super excited. I, know. I love that cool. game. So I've I've uh, been watching uh, a show on Netflix. It's got Ricky Gervais in it, and it's called Ooh. Afterlife. Yeah, Ricky's told me to watch this show. Yeah, I watched it's, the trailer for it. It's pretty funny, and it's not what you think it is. It doesn't have to do with, like, the afterlife. It's, like, Ricky Gervais's wife dies of cancer, and he's trying to get over it after life right like sure and it's yeah. it's actually really funny but it's got it's got some really heavy yeah he likes to get too. into the heavy stuff yeah but it's got a fat it's, joke yes you know. <laughs> <laughs> however you want to take it take <laughs> heavy cream <laughs> but no and it's and it's uh the first it's only there's only one season on there but there's six episodes and they're 20 minutes long each so you can get through the whole season in two hours so it's like a two-hour movie basically mm -hmm. um but uh, yeah, it's it's good, and I really like Ricky Ricky Gervais. He's he's funny. Uh, he's had some duds for sure, but he's funny. I like his him. new stand up. Have you seen that? Mm -mm. It was rough. No, he's. I, I heard mean, it was rough. He was great. I think his, I think his brilliance is in his writing, but and his and the the British Office and all that stuff. Like his, I think that's where his brilliance is. And his other shows, I don't know that that one. Scott, help me out here uh, with uh, with the the real life Homer Simpson. That he's oh yeah, oh, an idiot abroad. abroad. Idiot yeah. abroad. That stuff. That's Kylie's favorite show. <laughs> it is so, so funny. <laughs> so did, and it's, well, it's, and it's, it's, it's unscripted though. So it's true. But his, seemingly, his, yeah. his, his stuff where, that he does to mess with Carl <laughs> through the whole show is. Have just, you seen it, Jason? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really funny. Okay. I've seen about three or four episodes, um, but yeah. Who's the main guy? Who's the idiot that it's they said about? Carl? Carl, yeah. Carl, Carl Pilkington. Pilkington. That guy. It's hard to believe that like someone the, can be that, like, <laughs> sincerely. <laughs> the very first time you see him, they're like, we're sending you to China. And he's like, what if I eat frogs? And what if I like it? And then I come back to a normal place and I can't have frogs anymore. <laughs> they're like, that's why you're afraid to go to China? <laughs> like, you're afraid you'll like it. I love, I love his reasoning for hitting the Great Wall. <laughs> Like, I can just go around right there at the ocean. <laughs> yeah, sure. Roll your socks up and you can get across. <laughs> Dude, that stuff. His 
his his superhero b- man he just flies in flies in anywhere and just b- whatever you're saying it's wrong it's good stuff anyway the the funny thing about that episode, uh, about afterlife though just to give you a taste of what of the um taste of the afterlife yes uh of the comedy behind it so so he's he's depressed because his wife died. So he kind of feels like he has he definitely feels like he has nothing to live for. So he feels like his he can do whatever he wants ah. without consequences, right? So he's walking by his nephew's school and his, he's like his sees his nephew just playing by himself. He's like, hey, what's up? He's a that kid over there punched me. So he he somehow first he he has a hammer in his uh, in his jacket. So he walks up to the kid that's bullying him. He's like, hey, come here. It's like if you touch him again, he pulls on the hammer. I will find you and I will beat you to your death <laughs> in your sleep. And he's threatening this ten-year-old kid, and it's just this is kind of humor that's behind. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than threatening physical violence on well, a child. It, it's funny when Ricky Gervais does it. It's, it's not funny, funny when, when I say when it. When Robert Downey Jr. does it, like I've I've grown accustomed to people yelling at kids and finding it funny. Yeah. <laughs> Because RDJ yells at kids in Due Date and Iron Man 3 and it's hilarious. He's good at that. Yeah. He punched the kid in Due Date. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Anyway. Jason, you mind uh, doing a little intro for us? Let us know who you are, what you're doing, what you're with. Uh, Okay. So I'm Jason Gray. Uh, Grew up in Boise, Idaho. Actually, like five minutes away from Troy, but we never crossed paths. Yeah, Yeah, even closer. So this is actually what's funny. So You guys ran in different circles or? No, no. (laughs) Different school districts. Different different things. So so both of us lived really close to the borders of the town. Was it that you were a crypt and he was a blood? (laughs) Yeah. You know, you're not going to let me get through this, so yes. (laughs) Um, Go ahead, Jason. (laughs) So yeah, unfortunately we never met up, but maybe we would have hated each other in high school and then we wouldn't be here now. So probably would have. No, just kidding. Um... And then Troy and I were neighbors um, for like three or four years. It was like five years. Yeah, that's yeah. Sorry, (laughs) it felt like it was so good. It felt like three. Time flies. Time flies. Um, One of my most proudest moments. At least you didn't say ten years. When I (laughs) felt like twice. One of my one of my proudest moments. At least one of those moments that I thought I was being funny was I uh, when Jason and Jenny moved and they invited us over for dinner. I brought him a cake that said "Think" or uh, that said "You suck for moving." <laughs> I thought it was being funny, but it was funny. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. <laughs> Shed a tear of laughter, and it was great. Nice. Um, so, anyways, yeah, uh, I went to BYU to be a dentist, and then I decided to go safer route and became a sketch comedian. Cure um, <laughs> people with laughter. Yeah, my d- dad was a dentist. Brother's a dentist. Grandpa's a dentist. Uncle's a dentist. Wow, it's in the blood. Um, so I was the black sheep of the family, I guess. Um, I got into a group at BYU called Divine Comedy that does sketch comedy. It's mostly making fun of Utah, the the, the Mormon bubble, uh, all the quirks of BYU. Um, but then after we were about to graduate, one of the cast members uh, in Divine Comedy, Matt Meese, said, hey, why don't we pitch this idea, basically what we're doing to BYU TV. And... Uh, they came to a show. I don't think they gave us like a hundred bucks to film a pilot. It was kind of a joke. Um, they never aired the pilot because it was that bad. <laughs> uh, fun story. They actually brought it to like the church leadership because it's BYU. Uh, you have to get higher ups from like all the way up 
the top of the ladder. I don't think they laughed at all. <laughs> One of them said, I would never watch this, but my grandkids might. So they gave us the green light. You're onto something. <laughs> um, and then I honestly thought that would last one season. I put off dental school. I'm like, well, when am I going to get a chance to be on TV and get to do this? Um, so I, and then one year turned into two and then three, and then we did it for nine seasons. Holy cow. Yeah. And you guys got, you guys got big too. Like, um, that's not a not, fat joke either. <laughs> <laughs> so big. Mm, uh, like, uh, not just here locally in Utah, but like all over too. I mean, and this is a, just so everyone knows, it's Studio C. Yeah, Studio C. It's I don't a, think it was mentioned. Family friendly. I think family friendly Saturday Night Live. It's on BYU TV. I mean, you guys and Jimmer uh, went like nationwide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we helped Jimmer more than he helped us. <laughs> near, near the same time, too. Yeah. I remember for the longest time, so the, for the first four seasons of BYU or for, of Studio C, we were just trying to get a one million view YouTube video. We thought, you know, that was kind of our benchmark of if we're making it. And, uh, we we pushed this one uh we did a hunger games parody we did we put a bunch of money into it a bunch of advertising trying to get it at that one million mark and at the same time we did this stupid soccer sketch (laughs) (laughs) where a guy gets hit in the face with a soccer ball and we almost we actually we were going to do it the year before and we're like ah this is kind of a dumb sketch like because when you read it on paper it's just like a guy gets in the hit in the face with a soccer ball like you can only take that so far um, but Apparently we, you can't. Yeah, no, we, we maximize that. So Scott Sterling was a banger, though. Yeah. Well, we a- we put it on uh, YouTube, and then all of a sudden, like, I mean, like it hit half a million within like a day, which had never happened before. Wow. And then it went to like it, it like made its way through Europe, like news uh, news uh, report agency or whatever from Lithuania called BYU TV and asked if the goalie was alive because they thought they thought it was a real because oh, we oh. we filmed it like it was a real soccer yeah, match you guys and stuff film that anyway? that was, BYU like on the soccer field. field you still even go to the comments and people are still saying is this real is this real <laughs> like, well, like they did a really did a good, good job, job. Editing. like you guys the, had a crowd yeah and the guy who edited the soccer ball because that was all fake but yeah. he worked on um Civil War, uh, the Marvel movie Civil War. Oh, we bring wow. that up um, constantly. Like super <laughs> legit. So uh, that's cool. we were lucky to have him. So I'm, I'm looking on here. Uh, the first Scott Sterling video has uh, 65 million views. And uh, the second Scott Sterling video has 40 million views. That's the volleyball one. The volleyball yeah. one. Which was, <laughs> isn't yeah, that when he still lays there? He just lays yeah. on the ground <laughs> and keeps boom. smacking. Because I've seen somebody <laughs> mimic that one. Like, yeah. It's been copied. There's been copies. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, and and that, that's the other thing. So like these videos have been like like copied and then reposted and stuff so yeah. counting all of the views i mean you guys are- oh yeah well i mean madrid the soccer team real madrid um posted it on their channel didn't give us byu tv credit and they got 80 million views within like Holy two weeks Lord. and we didn't get Son any of those of views Dang. but it was like Dang, dude, that's, that's that's the wild west of the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there any recourse you guys could have? Done I think. Or? I mean, BYU TV is more just like, hey, we're just glad people are watching. So <laughs> <laughs> they don't do it. But <laughs> seriously, still, like, I'm on Reddit quite a bit. I think most of us are, and like, probably once a week, I see some some meme that revolves around Scott Sterling. Yeah. Still, well, it's cool when like even like there was a, but whenever a soccer player gets hit in the face now, like in a match, even if it's like 
you know, in Europe or whatever, people are like, oh, it's Scott Stirling. Like, you know, it's, like, it's become like in the vernacular. Of so what, what part did you play in that skit? I was one of the announcers. Okay. So I oh, was, were you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. I was one of the, the commentators. And it was fun because we just like went in there um, and just probably improvised about half of those lines our improv um we just went in there and had a ton of fun we had like the announcer <laughs> gear on and we just treated it like we watched it like it was live yeah and just had fun with it we're just like you can't go too big with it's a great Scott one Sterling's i, I awesome. imagine you guys have fun in a lot of your skits but maybe maybe that's why it did so well is like your fun you had was translated yeah yeah i think so because like we really did have a blast and we had honestly like when we filmed it we didn't think this is going to be the one this that it, like guys. you know this is going to be the one that puts studio c on the map we just thought it'll be another sketch that my grandma watches you know? <laughs> <laughs> you've had some great ones though i i remember so our little sister you said you met her met her let's shout her yeah, liza yeah yeah. My little sister Eliza, yeah. she served you food the other day. That's, that's super. <laughs> Shout out. To um, she she makes a mean sandwich um, and a lobster. She <laughs> she, uh, she loves Studio C and she she watched it like religiously. And uh, whenever we went over to our parents' house and you turn on the TV and you get on YouTube, the first thing was up was always Studio C. And her favorite one, and it made me laugh so hard was. I think it was from one of the first seasons mm-hmm. where all the countries were meeting up in the grocery oh, store. Yeah. That one killed me when they kept every, every, uh, uh, like stereo. You forget? And stuff. I forgot the word. <laughs> <laughs> Alzheimer brain. Uh, yeah. Every stereotype from every country that just came through was just, it, it kills me. Yeah. We've thought about doing a sequel, but we're like, I wonder if the world's like ready for how messed up the world is right now. <laughs> That's how Dave Chappelle felt in his show, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, First time I saw you, I thought it wasn't like a joke. I don't know. I I turned on BYU TV. I think it was you. I may be misremembering. But it was the most Utah thing I've ever seen. (laughs) But you guys were playing like games like murder in the dark or something oh. and but you thought it was literal so oh, like right. you, you yeah, close yeah, yeah. your eyes and they're like hey yeah. now someone's gonna get murdered right. and then you go choke somebody <laughs> out like i really yeah. strangled him on and i was like stage. what the hell is this <laughs> it was on byu tv it i checked like, like i checked like six times yeah, so like, yeah this is BYU TV. it's such a dark sketch <laughs> but it was the most utah like, thing ever yeah or uh the, the president of byu tv is he's like i should hate this sketch because it's like we're BYU TV for whatever reason I love this sketch so, yeah, yeah that was my first exposure and then I remembered you had a backward somersault onto the couch yeah. and I was like that was incredible <laughs> I wish I could do that I think that was the moment so props man but uh, so so tell us a little bit more about the transition to JK Studios um, yeah like, so yeah. we did uh, Studio C for nine seasons it was about six years because for the first while we did two seasons a year but anyways we just felt like it was kind of time to move on um we love like byu was so great to us like they gave us an opportunity to do sketch comedy for a living which is amazing um but then after we just kind of felt like it was time to move on we wanted to try our creative i guess hand at new things like sitcoms movies and stuff and we kind of knew that probably wasn't going to happen at byu tv and it was time to uh we just were like, guys, if we're going to do it, we got to do it now because people were going to leave Studio C anyways and kind of go off to L.A. and do their own thing. So we were like, if we're going to stay together as a group, like we got to do it now. And yeah, uh, so we did JK Studios, which is kind of a 
we it's called a digital uh what what is it? what do we call it? a digital family friendly uh meet hub i guess <laughs> yeah that's one that's probably a good way are to put you it. trying to do more sketch comedy or is it because i saw your guys' commercials for freelancers yeah it looks like more sitcom yeah this one um so we, we've done a few sketches just to try to like bring over some of the studio c mm-hmm. crowd over to us um but yeah we just filmed a sitcom uh, we filmed it in one month. It was 150 pages Good script in one month. So that was nuts. Uh, Troy's actually editing it right now, which wow. is pretty awesome. Um, and we're do and we did a we kind of did a a Utah mom vloggers lifestyle, like making fun of that whole movement, <laughs> like people trying to be influencers. Yeah, trying system. to be the influencers like, and stuff, and the moms. Shout out to like, our other do they all have like really <laughs> bad kids names? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yes. or yeah, something. yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Mara loves that one, by the way. No, uh, nice. loving life. She she thinks it's great. But she also so it's funny because like the the moms on there have like one's Nichelle. The other one is Ashley with three E's. Oh, dude, you're making my skin. Yeah. <laughs> with three E's. With three E's, Ashley with three E's. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's Bentley. And then their husband's name, one is uh, Chad. One is Chab. The Chab. <laughs> and, the other, and the other one is Italian, and his name is Chad. Chad. C I A D. Chad. With an accent mark. With an accent. Oh, God, that's funny. Chow. That's hilarious. That's yeah. a funny joke. But yeah, it's been fun. Like, it's, it's like. Um, I mean, it, I miss the health insurance that BYU TV gave us and some other things. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's cool to have like the freedom to be like, hey, do you guys want to do this? Yeah, that sounds cool. Let's let's do it. So we have more kind of autonomy. Like, do you feel like the? I, I guess it, I don't know if this is a mean question, but do you feel like the leash is no longer there? Like the? Yeah, I mean, I mean, because like BYU, especially towards the end, it got more and more restrictive as far as like. I mean, we had a sketch where Natalie shot a, a dead squid with a gun. We were doing a James Bond sketch, and she shoots a, a squid with a gun. Okay. And they made us cut it, like pull it. We filmed it. Yeah. We filmed it up in Heber in the caves there. It was a super funny sketch. I played Bond. Uh, that's not why it was funny. I was actually the straight character. Um, but I thought it was like a super fun sketch, but it's like, uh, we just, and, and part of it is just BYU responding to the world. I mean, obviously gun control and all that stuff like it's a hot topic right now so i get it yeah but there's some things where it's like if i don't feel guilty i don't even feel guilty showing this to my grandma and if i feel safe i feel like we have a good gauge on what we're comfortable with now you you guys can define what family friendly is yeah instead of someone else and also you have to in like your you have to keep your audience in mind too because like if your audience feels offended by something that you that you create like for instance uh the math lab one where you guys did a parody yeah. of uh oh, God, breaking bad that was good <laughs> i like that one. math lab math yeah lab. so instead of okay. uh breaking bad instead of it was a it was breaking bad for kids and he uh taught math instead of uh cooking meth <laughs> did you play uh i played Heisenberg. walter white yeah <laughs> nice. my dad looks a lot like walter white and he like sounds like him he so does, doesn't he? yeah wow. especially I when he was... like if he like shaved his head it'd be like Ugh, that's scary <laughs> his last name's gray so it's like <laughs> shaved his head he he's could, almost there he, he could look at you and say i'm the one who knocks <laughs> and he says it in his like, underwear in his underwear <laughs> <laughs> world's not ready for that all right here you go I, i'm sure this never happens but i'm gonna pitch you a sketch here 
Okay. You play a dentist. Okay. You look at the camera and you say, look, dad, a real job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised I never did a dentist sketch. We did over 800 sketches at Studio C and never a dentist sketch. I don't know. There you go. Well, cool. It's really awesome that uh, there's something about like betting on yourself, going out and doing your own thing and and starting your own channel and saying, I'm going to do it. I know. I'm actually super jealous. Yeah. That's (laughs) kind of what we're trying to do here. Similar awesome. type of thing, trying yeah. to trying to see if we can make something work, but that's cool, man. So, yeah. well, thanks. thanks. Good. Yeah, should we get into our? Uh, yes. Yeah, speaking of sketch comedy. Speaking of sketch uh, comedy. Uh, yeah. Our episode this week is going to be about we're gonna we're gonna determine what the Cold Bow podcast decides is the best era of Saturday Night Live, and Scotty actually brought this one up so i'll let you talk to, a little bit more about s- it scream live from orem <laughs> it's, it's live from orem it's monday night it's monday night <laughs> live from new york it's saturday night we record on monday night it's saturday night on monday you have to say that <laughs> saturday night on monday um yeah i've been wanting to do an snl episode for a long time i've been trying to think of ways to to do something but um I figured this one would be kind of fun to to kind of include a lot of the lore around SNL because we're gonna have to cover a lot of a lot of uh, sure. time here, a lot of characters, a lot of uh, really good comedians and actors. So, um, like forty five seasons is that how long it's been on? Yeah, it's like it's something like that. Seventy five, I think, was the first year. So, forty four seasons. Yeah, it's been Seriously. a while. Yeah, I, th- I think their their uh, the first episode Paul Simon was in it or something like <laughs> crazy when he was young and the big back thing. when he also, was Paul uh, Simon. The first season had the Muppets. They built the they had the first season and then Jim Henson built Muppets to go on the show and they were like <laughs> more adult Muppets. Okay. One was like a garbage guy. There was like it was actually kind of racist. They had like ghetto guys. Uh, they didn't last though. And then they went on to do the Muppet Show by themselves. <laughs> Fun fact. That is interesting. That is an interesting fact. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, let's start there. The first season. Okay. The original cast. All right. That's my favorite. But honestly, that and they're so the the people that came out of that cast with Bill Murray and Chevy Chase and Jane Curtin and Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Belushi. John Belushi. I guess that's what it's called, right? The Belushi era. Mm-hmm. They are; those guys were absolutely monsters, and they still are. And they're all still—I mean, not all of them are still going. Yeah. But like, Gilda Radner was great in it. Every it, like there was only there. I think there was only like one cast member that didn't like go on to have a big. Oh yeah, uh, it was John Belushi because he died. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was dark. That was <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Oh, what? Too soon? <laughs> Go outside. <laughs> Two minute timeout. <clears throat> no, put a bag but over my head like, like at an improv show. <laughs> the memorable sketches from each one of them. The the, I mean, anytime I, someone says Saturday Night Live, the first thing that comes to my head is John Belushi at a burger shop with a samurai sword going cheap baga cheap baga cheap baga cheap baga. Like that. Speaking of races, like that. see, and what I think of is, uh, and he's not a cast member. We talked about him recently. Is uh, 
Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Too wild and crazy <laughs> guy. Who was the other crazy guy? Was it Dan, Dan Aykroyd? Aykroyd. No, it was, it was, it was Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd. Yeah. Um, so I, I found out uh, doing research for this that Johnny Carson was sick of doing five days a week. He wanted to do four days a week, and he was big enough to do it. So he was like, yeah, I'm not doing Saturdays anymore. you got to find something else to fill that slot. So they went to the, any improv show uh, in New York. Take your best guys. We're starting a TV show. Wow. That's where they got huh. Chevy Chase. That's where they got Dan Aykroyd. So Johnny Carson, not wanting to work a day, made their careers. Wow. <laughs> that is fascinating. Yeah. Wow. That. Wow. Wow. But, wow. We're all Luke Wilson now. Um, Owen. Owen. Owen Wilson. Gosh, His dude. brother. The better brother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So. Um, no. <laughs> Um, How did you think Luke? <laughs> oh yeah, Luke's a person. I forgot. <laughs> anyway. Sorry guys, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, I the also the the stories that come out of that era, that era of what was going on backstage, the the fact that Bill Murray hated Chevy Chase, mm -hmm. and those two like. Bill Murray tells a story about how his brother had to pull him off of Chevy Chase. Like, in between skits, they're about ready to go out and do a skit, and they're punching each other in the face. And uh, Brian Doyle Murray has to pull Bill Murray off of him and, like, calm them down. It's weird that Bill Murray hates anybody. Like, right? Right? Yeah. all the stories about him. Like, such a nice well, guy. Well, and it, they did movies together afterwards, so... What did they do together? Caddyshack? Caddyshack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard Chevy Chase is kind of a jerk. Like, I've heard from the cast community um, mm -hmm. that he's just really, really tough. Like, to hard to with. work with? Yeah. Huh. I've heard that throughout his whole career, yeah. that he's not the easiest person to work with. And Bill Murray is the most, like, laid back, mm -hmm. doesn't use a script. Like, he just is is he just is he yeah. just exists in the space that he's at and uh and so i don't know it just some of those stories make me laugh and then jane you ignorant slut <laughs> that's what was dan Aykroyd's like guy he was like the the male prostitute is that and he's like was? dan garvin male prostitute <laughs> <laughs> it seemed kind of sketchy for even like back then <laughs> See, right. You say you say you're you ignorant slut, and I automatically think of the, the office. office. Me too. Dwight, you slut. ignorant slut. So when <laughs> Chris calls me an, an ignorant slut on Instagram today, I'm like, that's that's from the office, but obviously, like, it's not. It's Michael it's, Scott was a fan of comedy. Yeah, it's I guess it's I guess Michael. It's Michael it. Scott pulling another Wayne Gretzky quote. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny about the the original cast is that like because they were quite a bit before you know any of us were born. <laughs> So sure. we typically remember their movies, you know, Ghostbusters yep. and mm -hmm. uh, Caddyshack. Caddy That's about it. Uh, no, um, <laughs> the, man movies, uh, <laughs> the Man Who Knew Too Little. The Man Who Knew Too Little. Oh my goodness! That is like that. seriously Dude, one just, of my favorites. So glad you brought that up. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, all of Bill Murray's and Chevy Chase and uh, and Dan Aykroyd. Like, but I don't really like until I you know started doing some research and stuff. I never really paid much attention to their sketches. So, what was your favorite sketch from that era, Jake? The cheeseburger sketch. <laughs> that's the most. That's the most recognizable one for me. And it's just it's and it's John Belushi at his best. And I think what makes me like them most is not necessarily their sketches from their time on the show, but the 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 repertoire of movies that they have after that. And 
I mean, Blues Brothers and... That's an uh, SNL skit too, wasn't it? Blues Brothers? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, and so was and, Coneheads. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Coneheads. Yeah. And, but Coneheads. Blue- <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> <laughs> They can't all be like winners. <laughs> <laughs> I but like, it's, I like a, it's a sketch that got stretched out to a two-hour movie <laughs> and... Gave Will or gave Chris Farley a part. Have you guys pitched a Scott Sterling movie yet? Is that actually we have? Are you serious? Yeah, we've talked about it with a few companies, and we thought the same thing. It's like how, like, even three minutes was pushing it. (laughs) You just like like like, an origin story or like, honey, we toss you my keys and knocks them out. Right? (laughs) There's probably something there. (laughs) Every time you open the cover, (laughs) just bam, bam. It's funny every time. (laughs) Well, stretch us out to two hours. Sometimes I feel that way about this podcast. Yeah. But, no. uh, so so we we uh, we're gonna do some shout outs. That's uh, it's on Instagram. Manderson nineteen ninety said that he liked the original cast. Well, Manderson, you're a smart man. Good job, Manderson. I'm guessing he's a man because he called himself Manderson. Yeah, that's is it. Manderson or is it M Anderson? Ooh. Mm. Hey, look at that picture. Or are we all? Just I guess we can't. Slut. So there's a picture of. A man with a man and a woman behind him. So, oh, it's hard to tell. Man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a person that likes the original cast. Uh, I mean, we talked about the. Um, I think Steve what? Martin last. Uh, we 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 just did a Steve Martin episode, and that that. Uh, I guess it was only Chevy Chase, right? It was oh no, Mar- was Martin Short on? I don't think Martin Short was on Saturday Night Live. I, I think, think he was on SCTV. He might have been. He's oh, that's where he was. Yeah. Where, he, where he came from was SCTV. But uh, that 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 uh, Three Amigos, I which is I, that was that was uh, Lauren Michaels' movie, and that movie was still. The guy knows comedy. He does. Lauren Michaels. So I have a question uh, for you, Jason. As far as sketch comedy, what's the difference between like in your mind? performing in front of a live audience versus just performing in front of like like doing mm-hmm. something in front of a camera um they're both i mean they're two different beasts i don't know which one i would say i like more i really like i mean the, the energy from a live audience it, it just kind of depends if the audience is good there's nothing better than performing live comedy like the energy that you get but sometimes at byu tv at least we'd have like donors there so like rich white dudes that don't really like their grandkids watch the show but they could care less yeah. and they're like I mean they'd be right and they always got the best seats because they're donors which and we're just, I don't want to like bad talk them because we're grateful for them because yeah. they made the show possible but you know it'd be like some guy in a suit sitting in the middle of the audience just like <laughs> glaring at us <laughs> as we were trying to perform comedy and it was just it was tough does that make it like the energy of the crowd because that like make or break the whole episode yeah it can like permeate through the whole crowd kind of like yeah. Like, especially if it's, you know, like a row of like 10, like sour grapes that don't want to be there. Like it can like hurt the whole vibe. And and we would do like sometimes like eight sketches, 10 sketches a night. And so by the 10th one, even if it's like the funniest scene in the world, like people, their energy is just low and it, it could be it was tough sometimes to get it back up. I, I don't know if we asked you this, but did you have a background in like stage or acting or were you more like stand up comedy? Um, I did like in high school, I did uh, video tech. So we made goofy like morning announcement videos. Um, we did kind of sketches for the school like <laughs> Troy. All, we, we all did So like Jake I and I plays. were like the weatherman and the anchors. <laughs> yeah, nice. I thought thespians were weird. I, I you know, like thespians. Uh, I just didn't I didn't. Yeah, I didn't do high school drama. 
but I always like did goofy voice impersonations with my cousin. I have a cousin who like loves Jim Carrey and we go back and forth on all the Jim Carrey movies. I have a cousin that loves Jim Carrey. He's sitting next to you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Smoke it. Oh, right, <laughs> well, uh, speaking of um, doing morning shows, new shows, I think the 1970s SNL started the weekend update. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been going strong ever since. That's yeah. the, that's the longest the, running like, sketch ever. Yeah, what a great bit. Going. And it, is, it was Chevy Chase at first, too, right? Uh, he was the next I thought it was Dan. I thought I think Chevy Chase did it very first because the first year was 1975, and he was he (laughs) the end of the year they did a let's look let's have a brief look back at 1975 and he turns around and looks. Okay. (laughs) 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 That's why I remember it. It's good though, and that that's one of the best parts of the whole. Dude, that could the be the whole oh, show. Yeah. That could be an episode. Is that the best weekend, weekend update. update? Uh, oh sure, yeah. Host, dude, that would be amazing. With Adam Sandler's, he he was a guest. Characters. But, oh my god. That he would play his his opera man, opera his man. Uh, Cajun man, his all his different characters that he played were just on Weekend Update yep. specifically. Were so so fun. some yeah. of my favorite sketches and characters are from Weekend Update. Um, yeah. yeah, Steven the. Um, Bill Hader one. Bill oh my gosh! Sorry, Stephen. Man, so good, dude. One of my favorite ones is Drunk Uncle. And yeah, Drunk Uncle's great. One. I, I don't Drunk think that Uncle. one gets enough credit. I'm glad it's, you said that one because yeah. I think that one's a great character. Wait, who plays Drunk Uncle? It's a uh, <sighs> what's his name? Bob Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan. Yeah, mm. he's so good. Man, we're jumping timelines. <laughs> That's true. Sorry about that. That's true. Uh, so, what's the next one? The next, I think, right after the original cast was uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Where, we, we might be jumping too far, yeah. but this is what this is but kind of. A, Eddie, we're Eddie have Murphy. Here, sure. Eddie Murphy carried the show like, think, right after uh, like that first era. Lorne Michaels left. Yeah, and he left somebody else in charge. I, there's bad blood, so that guy brought in like John Lovitz, <laughs> and uh, which isn't bad, but he was trying to like he's trying to anchor the show on people like John Lovitz and Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy was the only standout from that era. Right mm-hmm. There, some of my favorite Eddie Murphy sketches was when he would break character, uh, like when he was uh, I can't remember what the sketch is called, but he's sitting in a chair. Was he uh, Gumby? No. <laughs> No, you don't remember that he played Gumby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, but he was—he's sitting in a—he's sitting in a. I think he's sitting in a, uh, a chair. He's like reading a book or something. He's talking about a book, but he's breaking character, and it's hilarious. That—that that, that era is my parents' favorite. They—they're always quoting Eddie Murphy on this. So. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy hit, and he's basically the, like Chris said, the only guy on there. But, and going on to what Troy was saying though, breaking character is something in sketch comedy that I find it's a very, it, it's a very fine line to walk. Yeah. Because yeah. As, long, as long as because it's, if it's, if it's not too much, because if, if you like, do it too if much, you're Jimmy Fallon and do it every Jimmy time. Fallon, <laughs> you built a career on it. To, to me, which is great as a, as a talk show host, Yeah, his ability to laugh and he really, really pumps the, the per- people on his show and it really makes him great as a talk show host, but it drove me nuts yeah. to watch him on his when he was doing the sketch stuff. Yeah. But like, if you ever saw Will Ferrell break, it was the funniest thing oh, you've ever oh, seen in your life because he never he broke. lives in character. Yeah. 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 Well, and and uh, it, what it, what it does for me, like watching those sketches where they break character, is it automatically connects you as the audience watching them. Like you're all you're like on the same page. You know, you're laughing 
as long together. as it's a rare I mean, occurrence. Yeah, rare occurrence. Yeah. So what? I've always whole, wanted to ask, but what's the rules for breaking character? I, I mean, it better be sincere. Like, I mean, because you rehearse the sketches a bunch. So if yeah. you if you break in rehearsal and then you're like, oh, that was really funny. I'm gonna break like on, on the live show. Like, I hate that. Like, because it's did people and, try and, that? And people, it, it always. I, I, um, I mean, the audience can tell. Like every time, it, it's not authentic now some people like matt in studio c would break in rehearsal but then i mean but keep breaking every time and then on on stage and it was sincere and i think you know people liked it because yeah if it was it was real i guess um i've tried i mean i can only remember a handful maybe like three or four times breaking on stage i try to not use that especially because some people can use it as a crutch and mm-hmm. it can get old pretty fast like jimmy fallon yeah <laughs> yeah like maybe like once every once in a while because it does give the the audience permission to laugh sometimes within like a tense thing mm-hmm. but um yeah it it's almost like like you're breaking the fourth wall a little bit yeah like. there's one like there's a will ferrell sketch where he's in the hot tub lovers yeah i mean i don't blame oh, yeah. jimmy fallon at all for Pretty breaking sure that making, one like i would have been yeah, yeah like were, i mean <laughs> when something's that funny somewhere in the distance we heard the pounding of native drums <laughs> Was it in our minds? We don't know. <laughs> Rachel Dratch was underrated as far as being funny. Mm-hmm. She is a mousy looking person, but she is one of the funniest yeah. people on that when she when she was is she on. One, is she the one that the wah, 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 yeah, yeah the Debbie yeah. Downer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she like, would, that's another great example of like that's one where like breaking made that sketch funnier. Well, it's because like it's hold on her face until she breaks. Yeah, like the struggle <laughs> was, was real. She wasn't doing it to be funny. Or, I, I was in a wait to bring this one up on my when we get to Will Ferrell, but I just watched one today where he's like a really bad doctor. Have you guys seen this? And he's trying to tell Molly Shannon that he lost his baby. And he's like, <laughs> he's supposed to tell her the name of the baby. But he's like, we uh, lost yeah, your baby. <laughs> and he starts laughing. And it cuts to Molly Shannon. And she's like crying because she's trying to hold back her laughter. And for some reason, um, I can't remember the actor's name. He, he's a ladies man. Uh, oh, Tim Meadows. Oh, yeah. Tim Meadows. He's in the background doing the robot. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, he's a doctor. For and he's, no like, reason. he's like, I can't diagnose your baby, but I can do the robot. <laughs> That'll be $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> they're all just laughing. And it's yeah, not a very good so skit, great. but like just them breaking character just was what made it better. Yeah. Ironically enough. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, it's interesting. <laughs> So where were we? We were on Eddie Murphy. <laughs> okay. So we, what's after we that? I moved from Eddie Murphy. So right after Eddie Murphy was the when Dana they brought Carvey, him back. They brought uh, Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels back, and Lauren Michaels said, "I'm going to bring in a bunch of instead of a bunch of no name guys and build them. Yeah. I'm going to get established people." And that's when he got uh, Martin Short. So Martin Short was on it, hmm. uh, but he got Martin Short, uh, Christopher Guest, Billy Crystal. Uh, Jim Belushi, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, he got yeah. a bunch of people that were already established and brought them in. And that's, I mean, Billy Crystal's <laughs> skit when he's, darling, you're marvelous. <laughs> that's a skit that, like, they were all only on for a year. 
Mm-hmm. Like Billy Crystal was only there for a year, but he was, um, he he was still able to make his impact there, and then just left. And then the next year was the year that it got nearly got uh, canceled. Um, when it was Al Franken, Robert Downey Jr., Anthony Michael Hall, uh, Randy Quaid, those guys. Randy Quaid was <laughs> on SNL. Randy yeah, he Quaid. Was. It was crazy. Wow. And it was only a year, and, and, and it at the end of the year they were like, "We're canceling the show." It, it's it's funny so bad when you when you also look at the the films that all of these guys do. The overlap of all these things, like John Lovitz is in is in all these other films with other SNL characters. You know, you have. Uh, I mean, he was he, he was speaking of Steve Martin, and you know, obviously Steve Martin wasn't a cast member, but he was a he was a host a lot. But mm-hmm. uh, Chevy Chase and Martin Short, as we now just learned, was on there. But then even when even just that small bit when they're talking to that uh, in Three Amigos when they're talking to the um, the studio executive right. John Lovitz is like anyway but he's he's uh, constant throughout all of their uh, their films but there's all this overlap like you have Billy Crystal and City Slickers and John Lovitz is in that too and you have um, God, I mean, City Slickers was yeah, so funny just, yeah, just think uh, I mean I'm pretty sure John Lovitz is even in like Night of the Roxbury I mean Probably wrong. I've seen that movie like a hundred times. He's not. <laughs> he's in not. It. But, trust me. But he's in a lot of Adam Sandler movies too. Yeah, he is. Um, and so, anyway. Well, the next the next era would be the. It's a that's a this is an underrated one. It makes me sad that I don't think anybody's picking it. But it's Phil Hartman, Dana Carvey. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you mean Dennis Troy McClure, Mike Dennis Myers, Dennis Miller. Yeah, yeah, Mike Myers. So Mike Kevin was on Nealon. for a while then. Yeah, he he crossed generations. That, I love that Kevin era. Nealon. Oh so. my gosh, Kevin Nealon. What was his guy? The the handsome man because he was like I'm Kevin Nealon handsome man <laughs> subliminal man that was it <laughs> you guys remember that? Uh, yes no? okay you don't remember subliminal man no I don't it's funny dude oh uh, that's and that's a lot of bangers in that group too the the dude Phil Hartman Phil Hartman is absolutely brilliant his voice of silk it was midnight when it happened I was parked in front of Four Fingers of Bourbon at the Swanee Club on La Brea Avenue most ex-flyboys were making babies and buying refrigerators. But in the aftermath of my POW experience, I'd rekindled a relationship with two old pals, Jack Daniels and Jim Beam. My life was rapidly going down the porcelain convenience. I could barely afford cigarettes, whiskey, and food. Looked like the food was going to have to go. <laughs> yeah, it really is. That's true. It's and, and him and Lovitz both have great voices. <laughs> I watched... Uh... My favorite skit from that era has uh, Phil Hartman and it has Roseanne Barr, funny enough. <laughs> uh, Roseanne plays a – she works for Visa, the credit card call center, and they're filming a commercial. And Phil Hartman is like, I lost my credit card at the airport and I uh, – luckily for me, I called Visa and they have the best customer service in the world. And it cuts to Roseanne. She's like, some bozo called in today. I told him to shove it. <laughs> and, she, and then he was like <laughs> – uh, it's so funny. He's like, she gave me many options. The best one, though, was to shove it. <laughs> the best one was to shove it. <laughs> but I, I can't recreate it because obviously I'm not as funny as them. But that one really stood out to me. Yeah. 
I like, like his uh, colon blow one. Colon the, the, it's like a it's like a cereal that like is just for five like for people <laughs> that are constipated. <laughs> colon blow, like <laughs> three pounds of fiber, and like <laughs> he really he really like boosted the commercial like the whole commercial sketch yeah. things they do. He the made infomercial. So well, he yeah. did on Simpsons too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he did. Just a great voice. Oh, what a man. loss, man. I, what, do you guys know what why his wife killed him? Do you guys know what she, she was went, crazy? She went crazy. No, I was, yeah. It was weird, Sad, man. man. And his last movie was freaking Small Soldiers. Yeah. What a way to go out. <laughs> Small Soldiers. Um, the amount of sad deaths that have come out of the shows that are alive. Yeah. 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 Dude, but Phil Hartman's, my favorite movie of Phil Hartman's is uh, is how to, so my wife is an axe murderer. So I married an axe murderer. So I married an axe mm, murderer. Yeah. So good. good what, what, what was his name in that? It was... Some woman's name, remember? <laughs> oh, uh, you you said it last time. What? Yeah. Anyway, he was good. Matter. He was he was a prison. Uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> in, Al- in, Alca- in Alcatraz. It sounds like Alcatraz. this was your favorite. You know, <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't prepared. I, I didn't prepare this uh, anecdote. So it's all right. So the next the next one is going to be I I know it's going to be someone. Well, real quick before we get before we move on, one thing about this this era because I mean obviously there's overlap, but you have uh, in here you have Mike Myers and you have Dana Carvey and stuff. I really loved uh, Dana Carvey's portrayal of uh, President Bush Senior. But as Commander in Chief, I am ever cognizant of my authority to launch a full scale orgy of death there on the desert sand. <laughs> Probably won't, but then again, I might. Oh, oh yeah, seen that? yeah, of course. And obviously, like, and we'll probably go even further into it. Thousand like, rays of light, but like, <laughs> thousand rays of light. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like uh, Saturday Night Live's uh, ability to portray the presidents has has been. Was that when it started? Was with I don't think Dana that's when Carvey? it started, but it I mean, someone had to have done Nixon, right? Uh, right, yeah, or, yeah, right. Uh, and uh, and Carter, Carter. Stuff, I like, think he did. He did. Oh yeah, Carter. no, uh, that's that's where that's where he Chevy Reagan. Chevy Chase went to. He uh, he impersonated Ford and fell over in the sketch, got injured, went to the hospital, got addicted to painkillers, and ended up in the Betty Ford Clinic. <laughs> Full circle. Full yeah. circle. That's karma. <laughs> President so, Ford walked in there to see what happens. <laughs> um, hi. Well, yeah. But yeah. No, football and um, some nachos. <laughs> yes, Mr. President. Sim- Simpsons. We had to get our Simpsons quote in somehow. Simpsons um, quota. Uh, yeah, right. No, so the next, the next guy, the next one is, I think, the one we may spend the most time on with uh, Chris Farley era. Yeah, this, yeah. Uh, mid, so, early to mid nineties. Early to mid nineties. So, oh, yeah. This one was, uh, this one's my pick for for goat. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, uh. J- Jake, when you say when you Speechless. think of when you think of SNL, this is, Chris Farley is what I think of. It I is, mean. Yeah, I am El Nino, and, and yeah. honestly, honestly, for those of you who don't habla español, <laughs> El Nino means if if the Nino. <laughs> if you want to talk about one of the most famous sketches that ever came from Saturday Night Live, like I don't Living think in you a fan can't. Down by the river? Well, there's that absolutely, but I don't think you can talk about it without mentioning uh, Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze oh, dancing. Yeah. Oh, Chip Barney, we all agreed that your dancing was great. Your presentation was very sexy. Uh, I guess, I guess in the end, we all thought that Adrian's body was just much, much better than yours. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. 
You see, it's just that at Chippendales, our dancers have traditionally had that lean, muscular, healthy physique, like Adrian's. Whereas yours is, well, fat and flabby. Right, right. I mean, that, like... I thought you were going to say Schmitzke. <laughs> that was my next one. <laughs> the beer I love that with Adam Sandler, <laughs> they look at each other. They both awesome. put their glasses down, like, look at the gig, at the gig getting out of the pool. <laughs> I want to see pretty, a bunch like, of naked. pretty edgy for the early 90s. Did you know this was made from coffee crystals? <laughs> what? <laughs> bitch. You lied to me? So, so, surprisingly enough, there's more than just Chris Farley in this. I was going to say, yeah. like, what? this is where Wayne... Wayne's World came from yeah, too, yeah. this era. And Adam Sandler, and actually, funny enough about Adam Sandler and Chris Farley is uh, both of them were actually fired from SNL in yeah. 1995. Yeah. And uh, Adam Sandler to this day still has no idea why. And which also, I'm pretty sure why I don't think, and don't quote me on this, but I don't think he or Chris Farley have, well, Chris Farley passed away, but since they were fired in 95, have come back and hosted. But Lorne Michaels huh. still produced his movies for him. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a personal thing between Lorne Michaels and uh, and Farley, and I think Lorne Michaels was getting it from the top. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, interesting. Um, but again, even Adam Sandler doesn't know oh why he Gosh, Adam Sandler yeah. did Canteen Boy. <laughs> with Alec Baldwin. With Alec Baldwin. <laughs> he's, he's another one that has a Canteen Boy. Oh, Canteen Boy. There's gonna be, this is going to be a lot of quotes right here. But this is, <laughs> seriously, like... Oh, so good. Well, I mean, Chris Farley has, they do best of, like there was a DVD that I had in high school where they Dude, had, like best of. I, I had it with these guys. He has two of them. <laughs> yeah. Like most guys, like if you can get one of them, that's amazing. And he had two of them. I think Will Ferrell's the only one that has two. Him and Will Ferrell, yeah. It's it amazing. Is, we used to sit there in high school, in our film class and quote <laughs> the best of Chris Farley yeah. constantly. So good. Um, Man, I miss him. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I like mean, it's, it's sad to think like how many like great movies he would have done. He would have been Shrek. Uh, yeah. not that, that would have been great. But um, I mean, just so many just sad. It'd be like Michael Jordan or someone like that, you know, but dying like, in their prime and being like, what could have been? been? But then like he would have made something stupid like Beverly Hills Ninja 3. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's the whole you watch uh, Adam Sandler's. Yeah, maybe call it's true. Maybe went out like, on top. You, you uh, live long enough to be the villain. <laughs> yeah, right. Adam Sandler said it that Grown Ups is uh, Kevin James is playing Chris Farley's part, and they wrote the concept for the show at Saturday Night Live, and that the 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 reason why it took them so long to to make the movie is because they had to find Kevin James. To, to be find the, the right replacement. The right replacement. They put wanted one Farley. sassy fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> the reprint joke. I don't know. Like joke. that was that was one of the first times. I mean, when when uh, when you have your your favorite actors, especially comedians, uh, pass away, it always hurts. Like I remember, I was little and I heard John Candy passed away, and I was like, oh, the guy from Cool Runnings, I loved him. And then you know these other guys, and then but it was really Chris Farley that affected me. The it was like, like what? One yeah. of the first times on? that it really affected me was when I heard he passed away, and I was like. Well, then, I remember, and you hear, I remember and you where hear, I was when I heard and that. Yeah, what a way too. to go! Yeah, and you hear uh, the way he went. Is Surrounded makes... by prostitutes and <laughs> having enough cocaine in your system to kill a rhinoceros, like <laughs> that guy. He went out lived. like Elvis, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know if you've seen the new uh, the new Adam Sandler stand up on Netflix. Yep, but it yet. ends. It's it, good. It ends with a song he dedicates to Chris Farley. And I think the song's name is My Friend Chris Farley. 
and he seemed Oof. seriously. I bawled my eyes out it watching was it. It was like you could tell how much how close they were as friends, but like the moment that really was hard is when he he sings about. He's like telling the stories of of all the stuff, and he sings about how everyone told him to slow down because he's going to end up like Belushi and Candy. And Chris Farley was like, "Dude, you just described my heroes. So, what's bad about yeah. that?" And then he died just like Belushi and Candy. And it's like, ah, yeah. oh, ah, my heart. I heard it was it's, like a because Adam Sandler had like a what's what's it called intervention. He had like try to have an intervention with him, but he was telling him that you're you're gonna have your poison. You have to pick one because he's like at a all you can eat like lobster house is cramming down shrimp and lobster and stuff and then he goes out and gets high and he's like you're gonna kill yourself you gotta pick one or the other you can't do them both well and interesting you just see how he was like on stage and like i remember looking up some just some things from chris farley and and i saw a thing like chris farley had the best talk night or talk show i saw that too that like ever and he's just like running in from the back he's just shaking his head every like he's just going nuts and, and then nuts. he like picks up a guy uh, an audience member <laughs> over his shoulder walks outside throws him in the dumpster and comes back <laughs> wait is that real yes. I don't think it was a real it was obviously a plant or something I don't know I honestly sure. I don't know <laughs> he's like, he's like going crazy high five and chest bump in the audience and then how like, many times did he show up on the tonight show or on Conan O'Brien or whatever and like do a cartwheel and just face it right into the wooden floor. <laughs> but he had on it on purpose. Came, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he he came running ball. out and trips and he slides and you can see his face grinding on the ground as he's sliding. <laughs> Dude, and then like, he jumps up and is like, and then he sits down and does the Chris Farley like, show uh, impression. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when he broke that table and Matt Foley. Yeah. Like nobody knew he was going to do that. They're like, that wasn't a prop. That was a table. <laughs> he broke it. The, the Van Down by the River sketch? Yeah. Because yeah. oh, you see Adam Sandler. He, he has, or not Adam Sandler, David Spade has like his legs crossed. And he's like, oh gosh. Oh, he's okay. Well, then he does it in Tommy Boy when he's the, like high with the rugby guys. Oh, yeah. He falls yeah. Over. That was obviously scripted, but no one falls like Chris Farley. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. So Chris. Well, it's funny too because we obviously there's a lot of famous people from that era, but all we could think of is Chris Farley. Right. And on his DVD, they even said that like he he was super, uh, I guess insecure is the right word, but he didn't know if he was doing. Like, Am I doing a good job, Mike? Please help me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. everybody would write their own skits, um, but he never would. They just wanted him to be on their skits because yep. he was. And and even uh, there, there was a documentary a couple of years about, about him. And it, was, it was pretty sad, to be honest. But um, they talk about this, that, that exact thing. And his imposter syndrome was like rough. Even after SNL, apparently like he was on a really big high from uh, from cocaine. cocaine. <laughs> no, from, from his uh, from Tommy boy, Tommy boy. And then black sheep yeah. kind of bombed and it killed him. It, really? It, yeah. What's yeah, what's mean, imposter syndrome? What is it's it's when you're you're it's typically when you're obviously really good at something, but you feel like you don't belong. I know Heath Ledger had that mm-hmm. as well. Like even after he won an Academy Award, stuff like that. It's just like really it's just like not enough for those guys because yeah, they just like feel like I'm going to get discovered as a fraud. Like it's been all luck. The only reason I'm here is because like, you know, I just got lucky. They don't feel like they're actually talented. I would almost prefer that. I mean, obviously it's, I don't cause those two examples, they right. died. I know. Right. right. Well, and they both right. kind of same, 
Same man. So they, got lost in, they, they got lost in drugs and stuff. And, and and obviously, like, you definitely don't want that. But they, they constantly try to push themselves and push the envelope to, to try to do their best performances, whether it's comedy or, in Heath Ledger's case, the Joker, trying to do everything he could to do the best he could. Um, I would rather have somebody who has that imposter syndrome and just doesn't feel like they quite, you know, belong instead of somebody who has, like, feels like they're above everybody. Like every SoundCloud rapper. and that's and that's like you know like nobody wants to watch a diva you know Mm -hmm. a good uh good example of this i think i'd use from saturday night live is uh is eddie murphy yeah uh eddie murphy kind of he got really popular and kind of became a diva and then his movies kind of chevy chase almost almost every era has one Uh, and mike myers so to hear that Chris Farley had that felt that way, it, uh, it makes him more relatable to me. To Absolutely. The, yeah. the, the sad part is, is almost everyone who dies that way, you find out had that had that bad. They're, they they didn't feel like they belonged. They didn't yeah. feel like they deserved what they were getting. And they, they were just waiting for the for, they were for waiting the, to drop for the it, hammer it, to fall. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, Robin Williams. I heard the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It, and it's it's super bad. It's depression. always the most talented. People. I know it's like the most talented people. It's, it's weird always, that like athletes. I don't feel like the same way. Like I can't imagine <laughs> LeBron James being like, "I'm a phony." We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna find out. I can't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because it's it, a lot of times it is actors and comedy and stuff. And oh, I mean, it's like. You're solely pretending. comedians too and and well, i mean you're literally pretending for a living so yeah. so i could see how that could creep in and not just that but like talk about how comedy changes over a while i mean we've got uh jason you've written comedy a lot like over the past little while but like comedy changes Pe- people things that people find funny back then isn't as funny as it is now like you can't or, shoot squids dude but like even then like like you have to evolve your comedy look at uh, perfect examples adam sandler adam sandler's movies kind of stopped being funny uh, uh, aside from an occasional one here here and there um because he kept doing the same shtick yeah and, and that's the thing is it's like can you adapt to the the you know to the way that comedy changes yeah. i don't know like anybody want to expand on that well, well i think some guys are good at that like i think steve carell has done a really good job of like he got his start he was on the dana, dana carvey show which only lasted a year yeah but they showed some of his sketches and they were like it was almost like they were ahead of their time like if you watch that show they did they have a documentary on it on hulu mm-hmm. but it was like the world wasn't ready because they were just like higher brow and stuff and so it translated well like five years later it served him well but at the time in the 90s like mm. they just weren't ready for it but i think he's done a good job like post um office even still i still find him super funny and he's done more serious roles too. he does the drama he does drama but he's funny in his dramatic roles. yeah like he's just brilliant actor I love, yeah. and, and I didn't know he got started on Dana Carvey I thought he got started on The Daily Show yeah it was him and um, it was actually oh, who's the other? Stephen Colbert were both on yep. uh, the Dana, Dana Carvey show really yeah. Yeah. so they both went over to John Stewart yeah. right after yeah that's funny I remember yeah. Dana Carvey show I, I don't remember finding it exceptionally funny but I was really young yeah, I remember was, liking it they said I watched the doc. It was funny because they did this like Bill Clinton sketch where he's like milking a bunch of babies. Like he has like eight nipples. I've seen that. And he's, like, <laughs> but then like that was the, so that was the premiere, and it came right after this Home Improvement episode where it was like Randy. They they showed the preview and it was so funny. Like the, Randy finds out he might have a serious medical condition, and then it cut to Dana Carvey milking like eight babies. <laughs> And Dana was just like the world. They just we, they weren't ready. 
ready for us. Yeah. I, I've seen that clip where it's literally, yeah, it's funny because it's the commercial and like, what's his face? Randy or whatever has cancer. And then, yeah. and, then and, and someone just recorded it on their TV onto the VHS Dude, or whatever. And that's no exactly joke. how it aired. I was devastated when Randy almost had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out to just be a goiter. Yeah. But still, I was like, oh gosh, that's how much. JTT. <laughs> that's what we could handle in the 90s. Rob Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like, for two minutes. I thought he might have cancer. <laughs> and now we have This Is Us. Yeah. <laughs> that show, dude, don't even get me started. That show is, is designed solely to make women cry. That's it. And some men. <laughs> there, there was one where they were like, they were, seriously, they, the guy was like, I decided I can't live without you. And then he dies. <laughs> like right at like the very next scene, he dies. So anyway, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. So Chris I've heard over. I've heard somewhere that Saturday Night Live has two audiences: teenagers who aren't old enough to go out yet, and adults who are too tired to go out <laughs> anymore. And that is why this next era is one of all of our favorites. Oh, absolutely. Because we were because the teenagers. it's the late nineties, <laughs> late nineties, and with Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan and. Those Molly Shannon, Molly Shannon, Molly Shannon. Rachel Dratch. Oh, oh man, you had all that that group and those Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always love it when they try and portray her as like I, the super hot lady. Because I'm like Maya Rudolph. I, I love. How I think she, that's a joke though. Like even she knows that. I, I, know, I love that's... and spoiler. I love how she was the mom in. Uh, Lego movie. Lego movie too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's so good, dude. dude and she's Where great. are my pants? It <laughs> was such a funny joke. The very end of the movie, Will Ferrell's like, honey, where are my pants? <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell is my goat. And Jason, you said it was yeah, your favorite as my, well. Yeah. Um, before we even started recording, I said to my wife, Kylie, I was like, Kylie? And she said, yes. I said, what's your favorite SNL skit? And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, done. You got nothing. And she's like, I'm not a nerd like you guys. <laughs> Sex can, can wait. Masturbate. <laughs> but then she's like, I don't uh, the only one I oh. the only one I know of is Cowbell. And if Bruce Dickinson wants more Cowbell, we should probably give him more Cowbell. Say baby. And Bobby, you are right. I am being selfish. But the last time I checked, we don't have a whole lot of songs that feature the Cowbell. I gotta have more Cowbell, baby. <laughs> And I'd be doing myself a disservice and every member of this band if I didn't perform the hell out of this. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you only know one for Walking Dead. Jimmy Fallon. If you don't know breaking character. If you don't know any SNL skit whatever but you you probably have heard of cowbell you've at least heard i need more cowbell right yeah. i have a fever it's like in the like, only prescription and christopher <laughs> walken i think every so one of us amazing. should do a christopher walken and be embarrassed because <laughs> can anybody do a christopher walken impression i, I love it when he says cock of the walk baby <laughs> cock of the walk guys i put my pants on one leg at a time <laughs> that's just like everyone else that's one of the best ones i've heard that's <laughs> uh, like a three out of ten <laughs> 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 Christopher Walken's one. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everyone can kind of do it, yeah. so it's like one like, of those. Keep down. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that was that was pretty good walking, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you just put a lot of periods in your sentence. 
<laughs> like random Stop. exclamation points what? or Are you capitals. It's like uh, when you do a William Shatner impression, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Can you do, can you do Shatner? I can't do. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Set me up, and I'm like, no. Nah. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. We need a list. Um, but anyway, what what's your favorite? I mean, yeah, I, Will Ferrell is what I because I, I've heard that same thing. It's like whoever the cast was when you were in middle school or high school is going to be your favorite cast of all time. Um, I mean, the I, we talked about the hot tub sketch earlier. That sketch just had me in tears. His Alex Trebek. On I was going to say Jeopardy. Celebrity was, Jeopardy is so good. Something you introduce that's still going. Yeah. Still and going. I love how he I mean, because I think a lot of people could have played Alex Trebek and that not be that funny but he was so committed to being this like uptight <laughs> and he was a straight host. man and yeah. everything yeah he's yeah. really good at being a straight yeah. man and so the greatest thing people about fear me <laughs> i drive a drug stratus i wish you weren't people a liar fear me. <laughs> i wish you weren't a liar, <laughs> you weren't a liar. that's all <laughs> that's where that comes from i, I, I quote say that i quote that constantly i'm always like constantly where is that from i know where that's from but uh, um that's you let me finish though. my damn story <laughs> i finish one damn story <laughs> <laughs> the um the celebrity jeopardy one though that the funny thing about that sketch is it's it's not like just will ferrell's delivery that, that's what i was gonna Norm say mcdonald being the texan oh, you've yeah. got, uh, no he's not the texan uh, he's burt reynolds no no sorry turd turd that's funny it's funny it's funny name it's funny name burt reynolds has changed his name to turd ferguson uh what's his told uh daryl hammond being uh sean connor so uh daryl hammond is an underrated he's he's the he's a role player in every skit he plays D. <laughs> he, he was a bad joke. So, Killing. That was just really bad. bad so joke. <laughs> but he is so good. His his President Clinton. Oh, spot on. So his, Al, his Al Gore. His Al Gore. Like, I mean, he's just yeah. He, underappreciated. So I I've never laughed so hard that I cried except once, once, and that was watching SNL when they had the the topic an album cover <laughs> and sean connery's i'll take an old bum cover sean connery why don't you pick well the game is afoot i'll take anal bum cover for seven thousand <laughs> Bum cover. I can read Trebek. That says anal bum cover. I spent five years of my life trying to invent an anal bum cover. Failing to do so is my greatest regret. <laughs> you have led a horrifying life. <laughs> and I was like, what? And they cut to it. Oh, dude, I was like crying. I was smacking the floor. <laughs> uh, same Belly thing. laughing. Uh, he's like, I'll, uh, I'll take ape tit. <laughs> <A> petite déjeuner. <laughs> ape tit, please. Ape tit French thingy. <laughs> déjeuner. <laughs> what was the one that was like immaculate titles? He's like, I'll take immaculate titties. <laughs> I swear, uh, so many of our jokes are going to come from this sketch. Like three. <laughs> three. Texas with a dollar sign. Texas with a dollar sign. <laughs> Wasn't that Jimmy Fallon too? When yeah. he was doing uh, French Stewart? Yeah. yeah. I'm a late bloomer, <laughs> Alex. That's right. I'm going to bloom. He actually was pretty talented. Jimmy Fallon, but I think he got it got lost with all of his breaking character that he yeah. actually is he's, a pretty good impersonator. He's a talented at like everything too. Yeah. Yeah. He's an impersonator. Yeah. Singing. Like, yeah, singing. Yeah. 
Have you seen him? His impressions? Oh, he's his in, impressions. Oh yeah, that's he's how good. we got on the show. Yeah, impressions. He's great in impressions. Yeah. And he was from this era too, right? Like he got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where he started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this this is one of my favorite. I actually have a list of stuff. Oh man, that really like uh, the one that like killed me for some reason is when Will Ferrell's at a barbecue. Oh and... yeah. Well, that was his. Um, he did that as part of his audition. Yeah, his audition. Yeah. And then he just turned but it into a full sketch. Who's the bald guy uh, from The Office? Uh, Kevin. You know, Kevin. No, no, no. His friend. Uh, oh, the one that's oh with everybody. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was oh, in Anchorman. Packer. Yeah, yeah. Packer. Packer. But yeah, that I don't know that actor's name. Yeah. He's one of those that guys. Yeah. But yep. he's, he's the guy that walks up to him and he's like, you ready for Burger Town? I got these burgers. <laughs> hey, hey, get off the shed. Get off the shed. Get off the shed. <laughs> hey, hey, kids, I told you to get off the shed now. <laughs> and then when he like, starts out like every dad. He's like, hey, bud, want to <laughs> do me a favor? Want to do me a favor and get off the shed, bud? <laughs> His, uh, oh, what's the, the Cubs announcer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Harry Carey. Harry Carey. With, as combined with, uh, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Oh, oh, man. Comedic <laughs> gold. And Jeff Goldblum was like, could not keep it together. What's your favorite planet? Minus the sun. <laughs> would you eat the moon if it was made of ribs? It's a simple question. Would you or would you not eat the moon if it was made of barbecue ribs? Cubs win. <laughs> Hell, I would. And I'd wash it down with a nice cold Budweiser. Cubs win. Cubs win. Uh, Cubs win. Cubs win. win. There's one, too, where he asked a question. Jeff Goldblum's like, oh, I don't know. And he like, sits there for 30 seconds. <laughs> hey! hey! It's like, there's no way that was according to plan. Oh, man. Oh, my God. And his, um, the, 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 oh, the one where he does, oh, shoot, where they're, um, it's like the greatest actors of the time. Oh, the James actor, Lipton. In, inside the actor's oh, yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah. When he, uh, Balak Baldwin was on there and he was, I don't know what character he's supposed to be. Yeah. And he's uh, like, you make Gandhi look like a child pornographer. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one word I'd use to describe your performance and that's scrum, scrum trulescent. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's the one where he like, that performance, and he falls out of his chair. <laughs> apparently he wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> Gosh, dude, he was so good. Robert so Goulet. Good. Oh, Goulet. Goulet. Yeah. Yep. Quick, win him. Stern contest. Go. You win. Goulet. You always do. When he, when him uh. and Chris Kattan played Air Supply and made out yeah. <laughs> for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of, Chris Kattan was big in that era too. They yeah. did um, oh. Butabi Brothers. Butabi, yeah. <laughs> what kind of Night thing? of the Roxbury. Night of the Roxbury. Which is like I watched that movie seven thousand times. Yeah, it takes so long to get that head. Down. <laughs> if you're gonna talk about a movie from junior high yeah. or middle school that was literally everybody in in the school, yep, like and, and oh, that yeah. song going too, to, is forever associated with I, that and movie. What is love? Everybody, nobody can put on what is love ever mm-hmm. anywhere. Without people doing that, and like kids nowadays do it, I know, and don't know why. <laughs> it's just but right. right. It's just... I swear, to you, I was watching, I was watching that sketch one one week, and I was I was laughing, and I was like, you know, this move, this sketch would be perfect with Jim Carrey in it. Like Jim and then, Carrey, they did. And then the <laughs> next week he was in. I was like, oh my. God. But did you see? Because they all go like this, and Jim Carrey was like. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's got to like I got to Jim Carrey defy yeah, everything. He like his cheesy teeth. It's like that's not big enough. Just, <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he was so oh perfect in that God. too. It takes everything to 110. That, I mean, speaking so, of a great sketch uh, artist, I mean, he was in In Living Color, and he was uh, he he auditioned for Saturday Night Live, I think, yeah, but he did. didn't make it, which yeah. is like whoever Bizarre. that person deserves to be fired. Yeah, maybe he was, but he's the Tim Meadows. The, the token white guy on in living <laughs> color. <laughs> Dude, in living color too, that was a little ahead of its time. Yeah, they for were, sure. There's stuff that they showed that like nobody wouldn't, they, you wouldn't even dare put it on YouTube now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. remember when uh, Damon Wayne was handyman? He was a handicapped Superman. He was handyman. Anyway, we see that today. That was that was probably the, the Wayne brothers about. at their peak, right there. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah it was all they, they had Jim Carrey. So, but uh, back to our SNL. Will Ferrell wasn't the only cast member. There was actually a lot of really talented uh, female cast members like yeah, Molly th- Shannon. I feel like this is when yeah, there was like Shannon. a lot of female mm-hmm. superstar. I mean, superstar from it. Uh, Sherry O'Terry was amazing. Yeah. Oh, I don't know great. how she didn't get her own, like yeah, how right. she didn't like take off after. Yeah. She was so good in this. Like when she's a Spartan cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like um, our high school graduating year, we had like a graduation assembly and really good friends of, of Jake and ours did uh, the, that they recreated it. The, <laughs> Uh, who's that Spartan in my TP? It's me. It's me. <laughs> she was so good in that. They didn't oh, say sex can wait masturbate, though. No, they did not say that. That wouldn't stage. have gone over well in Utah, <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> um, yeah. The, Native Americans. Woo! <laughs> it's, uh, it's just that, that yeah. I mean, what's... It, I don't, I mean, I, I guess we already have devolved just into quoting the show, just non-stop. <laughs> yeah. but uh, that's, that's, that, that if anything, it shows just... that this era is most memorable to us and that, I mean, it was hilarious. Who, who's the actress? I know no one's going to know, but the one that's saying with him, uh, she, she was his wife in the dysfunctional family, mm-hmm. but she also sang with him when they were like. He's, they're playing for the high school, oh, and they're like, yeah, yeah that's right. I, I don't know her name. And then they start she's singing. Really they played all, off each other. You, ladies, evil so man well. at home. Full of <laughs> <laughs> you remember that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was really good, she too. She deserves a shout-out. I feel does. like every single person in that era just really excelled. And uh, I don't know. There, there was a lot of hits. There wasn't, there wasn't that many misses. Yeah. And I, that's why I feel like this is my personal <clears throat> Well, one thing I love about Will Ferrell, because I went through and watched, like, because I've seen his best of, but even the bad sketches, like because SNL, like if they have two good episodes and ep- or sketches an episode, that's I, I think know, it's a win. success. But um, like even the bad ones, I loved how committed he stayed to the part, mm-hmm. even if it was like, like everyone else is just like yeah, and he'll he just like he's like you know what I'm gonna go down with the ship. I'm not gonna take the easy way out. And they had a really bad one where he was a prospector. Oh yeah, <laughs> terrible sketch. But he's like, but he's so funny. <laughs> Peaches, <laughs> such a dumb skit. Oh. To answer oh. is uh, Anna Gasteyer. Okay, Anna Gasteyer. Uh, Anna Gasteyer. Yeah, it was okay. her. It was her. But yeah. I would have never she known des- that. She, des- she deserves a, a well, even like with enough like brain searching, brain, brainstorming. I would have never remembered that. <laughs> right. So thank I you. Wouldn't have either. Well, and one thing about this era, and we've obviously been talking about Will, Will Ferrell for 
like exclusively, <laughs> exclusively. But, but everyone in that era kind of fed off of his energy. Mm-hmm. But like you, you talk about these these sketches, and like every single one of them, I, I think about everyone else kind of just feeding off of his mm-hmm. his energy on this. Well, stage. I think that that's the definition of an all time great era mm-hmm. is to have one of those people that everyone can feed off of. You had Chris Farley in the early nineties. You had Will Ferrell in the late nineties. Um, you had the original cast was so not quite ready for prime time cast was every one of them. But then you had the, but you had um, just the next one, the next era with Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was the one that everybody fed off of. Um, and Tina Fey actually is one of the probably most uh, she is the most brilliant comedic mind I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. She's, ever. she's a head writer. I she's the head writer. Yeah. Because I was gonna say I I cannot think of a single thing she's done in SNL besides Weekend Update. Mm-hmm. Her Weekend Update and great. um and and her impersonation of uh, what is her oh, name? Yeah. No, and that was after she had already left. She talked about that in her book. She's like, I didn't get famous on SNL till I <laughs> left SNL yeah. and came back because I could do a really good Sarah What's Palin. Oh, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Palin. Palin, thank you. I am looking forward to a portion of your questions. So um, let's get started. Yes, you. Yeah, what were your thoughts on Senator McCain's debate performance Wednesday? You know, I just thought he was great. Because the American people are angry, and John McCain is angry, too. And you can tell he's angry by the way he sighs and grits his teeth, and he's always going like, (laughs) You know, and that Barack Obama, well, if he's angry, I certainly can't tell. Because there was, like, numbers that actually showed that the chances of their presidency winning went down because of Tina Fey. That's when you know you got power and influence it. Yeah, so Tina Fey's her thing was her writing. Yep. Yeah. She and and, uh, and and she really got big, like you guys said afterwards when she did Thirty Rock. That like Thirty Rock. She, yeah. and, that was yeah. brilliant. So yeah. good. Kimmy Schmidt is brilliant. Yep. Like, have you guys seen Mean Girls? Yeah. Because I haven't. No. I don't know. <laughs> no, Everyone tells me I would love it, but I, I just haven't made the leap yet. Keep your expectations moderate, and you'll That's be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to I want to throw it back to Insta uh, Instagram real quick uh, for a couple shout outs. So. Uh-oh. Uh, Mara Mendenhall says, uh, "Go." Who's that? Yeah, mm-hmm. would definitely have to be Chris Farley up to Will Ferrell. So going a little bit back there, um, and then we have the, and I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but the key, the KVNG dot B uh, says, "I loved the Tina Fey Amy Poehler years." So a little bit of shout out. So thanks for, uh, thanks yep. for cool. Amy Poehler was great. Um, but yeah, that's Jimmy Fallon, Tina Fey, Tracy Morgan, Maya Rudolph. Uh, Fred Armisen started yep. uh, about that time. Will Forte, Will Forte started. Dude, about Will Forte is one of my favorite. Uh, he's awesome. Seth Meyers, Chris Parnell. I love Bill Hader. Or is he after that? Bill Hader's right after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those guys are. Dude, I mean, and Tracy Morgan. I love Tracy. Tracy. Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> he's Tracy so Kevin in. Fellows. Is that the the sketch he did with the uh, where he was like the the nature host or whatever yes or Bri- yeah. it was it Brian what's his Brian name fellows? Brian fellows Brian fellows. fellows yeah so funny <laughs> so what's like a standout from this area like a like honestly a, I, I kind of stopped watching for the yeah bit I, I can't even think of like a sketch well that was the time that we could go out it yeah, yeah I know right so, <laughs> there might be some truth to that and, and, and honestly like it's the next era that, that I'm listing as my goat the um 
the Armisen, fr- Hater. Armisen Hater digital Wig. shorts. Yeah, Wig. that's what we asked a question Sandler. earlier about comedy evolving, and I wanted to bring this up, but I was going to wait till now. But comedy evolved for SNL, and they did digital shorts, mm-hmm. and those were the standouts from that like 2005. They, yep, they yeah. really were. Like Lazy Sunday was huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or um, Dear Sister, that was huge too. Dear Sister was. <laughs> <laughs> or the the um. Emojin Heap one. Mm, what you say? Because like, who would have thought so that on paper that would have been as funny as it was? Mm-hmm. Shia the Buff and they're shooting each other. <laughs> no, how do you write that? I'm trying to. I'm trying to picture the script on that. Mm, what you say? Okay, so, so let's let's throw this back to Jason here. So obviously, you guys, uh, you and the rest of the cast, go through your writing process. What's that like for you guys? Like, yeah, go ahead. Digital shorts. Yeah, digital shorts or like. Like you said, with, with the Scott Sterling sketch, you didn't realize it was going to be such a hit as mm-hmm. it was. Um, and I think you guys sat on it for a few years, too. Yeah. Um, so what's that like as far as writing and kind of like evolving? You, a- yeah, we so we, we, we separated into two writers groups. We had one outside writers group, um, but it was probably 90% of the show was written by the cast. Um, everyone would go off and write for a couple of days and then we'd come back. Um, and then we'd pitch it to a small group of like four or five cast members. Um, they'd give us notes, um, or they'd, they'd either give it like, we'd say thumbs up, keep working on it or move on to the next thing. Cause you could spend like, sometimes there'd be a sketch like, Oh, this is so funny. And we had a rule, like you don't fight for your own sketches. Like if no one else laughs, like you too. can't be like, no, guys, trust me, it's going to be really funny. It's like you want someone else to defend your yeah, sketch that, or that whatever. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we uh, we did the edits, and then we brought it to the whole group, pitched it to Fresh Eyes, and then from Fresh there, it either got the eyes. thumbs up or thumbs down. So, was there a particular sketch that you wrote that you were proud of? Uh, the we talked about a little bit, but the uh, Breaking Bad for kids. Um, I had to go through nine versions of that sketch to get it like BYU friendly enough. <laughs> and like they were like I remember our producer Jared Shores being like dude you gotta like it's a great sketch but you just gotta give up on it and I was like no that was one where I was like we're doing this damn sketch I've worked too hard I, I imagine like, they were like sunk cost man you watch that show yeah I know right <laughs> well uh, I think it was uh, James who told me that you guys have a Game of Thrones sketch but it can't be called a Game of Thrones oh yeah like it's obviously Daenerys and, and uh, Jon Snow but they can't be called anyway. Right. So. right. We, we found ways around. <laughs> you found ways. You know. Dude, I saw Game of Thrones on Sesame Street. I'm pretty sure. Right. That's the thing. It's like, come on. Well, uh, well, and then, like, again, going back to um, knowing your audience as well. I watched uh, the sketch that you guys made where you uh, uh, portrayed um, Pennywise. Uh, yeah. It, right. Mm-hmm. And you go through the comments on YouTube and there's, there's quite a bit of them that are like, hmm. These guys are doing sketches on rated R stuff, and you're like, "Well, of course there is." Right. Well, I know. But Go to any like LDS themed Instagram. Cons- but you have to. Consider- hey, watch your language. <laughs> right. You have to consider your audience, right? Yeah. Like, and, and that's you know, like no, you can't anybody. please everyone, right? But and that's what we yeah. know going in. Like I knew, I'd like, like I can. I've, we've done it so long, like I can predict the comments that are going to come in. <laughs> when never read stuff comments, like Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? But it was cool because that those are the ones like I I like in a lot of ways because there's. Like a lot of people are like, hey, you know, my kids like the show. I'm not a huge fan, uh, not trying to be like, you know, mean or whatever, but I love that Pennywise sketch or I love that Breaking Bad. So it was kind of nice to kind of reach outside the the typical Studio C that's audience. Awesome. Yeah, because that, cool. that's what those kind of those more edge 
uh, skits do is like pull in other yeah different uh, eyes. And I feel and like stuff. that's exactly what Lonely Island did for SNL too. Because yeah, right. I I, think so I wasn't paying attention, and then mm-hmm. I was when I saw like yeah, so, throw it to the ground. I'm yeah, on a man. boat. I'm right. on a boat. This era was like you guys are a little bit older than me, so this era was like right when I was graduating high school, and then uh, and then. And then my college years, and so it, I, I watched it a lot in college. Um, it like '07 <clears throat> was when I graduated, and that was when Hot Rod came out. So they they had been going for a little while. <laughs> Such, a, <laughs> Such a great movie, it's and so it was only like so in good. theaters for like two weeks. Like, was it really? Yeah, it, it was like the it was the last classic. movie I saw before my mission in theaters. That's was, a great way to go out. It was, it was one of the first ones I saw after it came. It actually out. T- it took me a while to see it too, and I was like, "Why did I wait so long?" Yeah, yeah. so funny. I remember so I remember coming home one night, and Je- my sister Jesse was was with her boyfriend downstairs watching Hot Rod. Shout out to Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. <laughs> oh, now he's the one that almost died. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kevin's almost died a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah, I watched Kevin. Which eat, time? I watched Kevin eat a dung beetle for fun. Yeah, wow. he, who would want to be friends with you guys? You know, like that. Uh, right. Bad joke. Bad form, Peter. Um, no, I, I, uh, I went and that. So I came home. I went downstairs and saw Jesse and Kevin downstairs, and I was like, "Ooh, I better leave him alone." And then he fell down the hill. Like I, I came downstairs and I was like, "Oh!" And I went to turn around and watched him go. As he, as he goes over the edge and then rolls down the hill. So I was like, I, I felt I was like on the floor laughing so hard. And I was like, yeah, Jesse and Kevin can uh, save the making out well, for well, later. The thing about I'm going to sit and watch this. It was preceded by punch dance, punch dancing his rage. Yeah, so. I didn't see that part. I, but I didn't immediately even know after that, immediately after that is when the high fives. He's doing the high fives. And Jorma Tacone is like holding his and arm. And that up. is how it's done. Like, wow. That's how it's done. I love the random. That's a Warren Michaels produced movie as well. Yeah, Dude. so he was still on SNL, but I love like the random comments. Like they come into the frame, like they come into the scene, and they're like filling up a pool, and they're like, "Man, pools are perfect for holding water." That's how they started. It's the reaction to the stupid comment. Like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, I can't believe someone would take advantage of a situation like that. It's so scary. Just holding the TV. All you after. can do is just hold on to the <laughs> Don't ask, just bring it. No, but seriously, that was another, that movie, and I know we're kind of getting away from this now, but that one was uh, a little, like, uh, who was it? The guy that voices Batman in Lego Batman. Um, oh, Will Arnett. Oh, Will Arnett. Arnett. Yeah, it was one of the first times you saw him. So. Was Will yeah. Arnett on SNL? Did anyone know? Yeah. No. Seems Probably like not. a perfect fit. I think Arrested Development. Like, was, so, so ba- back, yeah. to the, Arrested development back to the thing. era. I think the person that probably uh, held the torch in this era, would, I think, would be Kristen Wiig. She, yeah. was, Kristen she Wiig was amazing, brilliant, yeah. so funny. And I she, think she was the one that they fed off her energy. A yeah, lot. and I think what? it's probably the first time a woman like led like everyone was like she's the star yep. of the show which is really cool yeah. like yeah. Yeah, absolutely. like they've had great obviously they had great female cast members before great but like Kristen Wiig was like must see TV. Yeah. like well, if she was in a sketch you were like oh this is gonna be good we were talking about Tina Fey but Tina Fey was a writer she didn't do a lot of skits yeah. she was on camera we're, for uh, she, uh, Weekend Update Weekend Update and but but Kristen Wiig 
was the one that was on the camera. Her oh small hands person oh was the creepiest. Like the, <laughs> she had the Troy forehead and the small hands. What does that and mean? It was, it was the five head. Excuse me? Excuse me. Five head. Was she deaf in one or two? Is that what you're going No, that's, just, that's stupid. Dude. She was the no, creepiest. <laughs> Uh, um, but she was she was so good um and she's good in everything she's done after like yeah i I, except for ghostbusters (laughs) (laughs) but like bridesmaids i never saw it was brilliant bridesmaids was funny um she and it's her she's she has got star power and it makes me sad that she's not the center central figure. She's in done more some serious movies, movies yeah. too. She did it with Bill Hader. That was it was actually pretty good. She I was, liked it. She was my favorite movie of the last ten years. Was was uh, Ben Stiller? Sounds like it. Yeah, are you talking about Super Eight? <laughs> ben Stiller? <laughs> no, Walter Mitty. Yeah, and she was in Walt. She was the the love oh, interest yeah. from Walter yeah, she, Mitty. She's great. She was great, and she was. It wasn't a funny thing or anything like that. It was just, and it was actually a very subdued role. But she was very good. So, and yeah. Anyway, was uh, was Will Forte and uh, Sudeikis? Was Aaron Sudeikis? Jason. Jason. Jason Sudeikis. Uh, were they in this? this yeah, era yeah, as well? yeah. They, uh, so Armisen is seriously. I think they're they're under Armisen. Well. Jason Sudeikis yeah. has gotten um, some extra some films and stuff. He's gotten a little bit extra. Um, He's one of my favorite so actors Will, Will right Forte, now. Like, he, he's seriously, a, Last Man on Earth is oh my god, that, that's, that's, that's one of my so favorite movies of the that, past like yeah. five years. I was so sad that they canceled it. And like, what's the what? what's the Jason Sudeikis skit with um, Andy Serkis? Not Andy Serkis. <laughs> Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. But they're wearing underwear and they keep hitting their butts together because <laughs> <laughs> they're just bros. <laughs> they're, like best, they're like best friends and their underwear's like best friends and they're just hitting their butt cheeks together. <laughs> that was one of their digital shorts that like that people said like, it's too much. Same with uh, Justin Timberlake. My oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, one, that was, one was a bit <laughs> Anything with Justin Dude, Timberlake, but though. But I think the best sketch of the era is... What are you doing? What are you doing? I love when like Keenan Thompson shows up and they're all try, <laughs> try. <laughs> it's me. Well, aren't you gonna toast to me? <laughs> try, 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 try. Mister Trey. Yeah, it's me. What are you doing here? This is supposed to be at the Chino Correctional Center in Southern California. Well, I escaped. <laughs> I ran down an on-ramp and hauled ass across the five, and then I hitched a ride on the back of a taco truck down to where, like, the 101 meets the 10, you know? And I told the driver, hey, hang a ride on Alhambra and drop me off on Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I I cut across Mulholland and came up the 405, got on PCH and came right on over. <laughs> so uh, speaking of Keenan, have we brought this up yet? You you've hung out with Keenan yeah. Thompson, Jason. We got to so Studio C did a um, uh, a live from New York sketch for our season nine premiere, yeah. and Keenan was the host. And we talked about this earlier, but um, it's it's always 
dangerous to meet your heroes because like i was like what if he's a jerk because yeah. you know he's been doing maybe he's the bitter because he's been guy doing can be snl for so long but seriously like i can i mean i'm not getting paid to say this like he was the one of the nicest people i've ever met like he was so sincere has, has he really not heard of you guys like why did he agree no, to do he, it well he i mean they paid him <laughs> okay like, quite a bit i think um, okay. but uh he had seen like it was cool because Usually when people meet us, they're like, oh, Scott Sterling. Like, I love that sketch. But he was naming stuff like naming sketches that weren't nearly as well known. Okay. So it meant that, you know, it was like cool. Because like, oh, you're actually like checking out our stuff. Um, That's cool. And he like we did one sketch with them um, and he like broke character in rehearsal. And he's like, I'm sorry. It's like, this is just a really funny sketch. Like, and it was just like, I was like, oh, man, it's like. That's Such an awesome. honor coming from you. And he was just super sincere. And he actually kinda... invited us to go see a um, a live Saturday Night Live in December. Uh, some of the cast members and I got to go see. It was when uh, Jason, the Aquaman, posted. Momoa. 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 So we got to go like backstage. Oh, like, wow. Meet him. We got to be in. We, were, we hung out in Keenan's like green room. Like he had us like hang out in his oh, green that's room. Cool, that's, that's amazing. Cool. And that's awesome. like he invited us to dinner after like on his tab. Like, like seriously, like I can't, Dude, I'm obsessed with Keenan. Such Thompson. a great guy. Like, I, and he, he probably has the record for the longest run. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and it's like, I think it's probably cause he's such, so easy to work with. Like really? it, it makes sense that like people just want to work with him Cause he's like super professional. He knew his <laughs> lines. Like he just, I've heard some of the secret attitude. sauce of SNL nowadays is cut to Keenan. When you cut to him and he's like, yeah, does his reactions. <laughs> like, that's it. Well, and, and Chris just did a shocked face, by the way. Great, <laughs> yeah. great, Sorry, great radio. <laughs> oh, I couldn't say it. <laughs> Keenan, uh, Keenan Thompson, he's also, I mean, if you think about just experience overall, he's probably got more experience as a comedian than. He yeah, did all freaking that. Right, all, all that. that. He was no, like even then, like, he, was, he did the knuckle puck on on uh, on. Yeah, what was what was with uh, everyone's like? Hey, I loved you in heavyweights. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's this weird thing. We all love like all the cast members love heavyweights, I love heavyweights, and so we were like, but we were like, he probably doesn't get recognized, or like people probably don't say like, hey, I love you in heavyweights, but we're like, well, the, now's our chance to do it, so we just rolled with it i'm sure most of the audience was like why are they doing this but we're like we're doing it so that's that's funny because he has he had a joke in, in keenan and kel he'd meet celebrities mm-hmm. and tell them he loved them from an obscure movie like he met david allen greer and he's like i loved you in jumanji <laughs> so that's, that's what i thought you guys were yeah doing. that's i mean I, that kind of was like nice the joke behind it but <laughs> i love it i love it it's a great no, movie, and uh man what a fantastic Dude, segue th- into the modern era yeah, yeah. Um, but but just I just want to mention real quick about Weekend Update during this era. I, oh, it's been so good with the Stefan and the yeah. drunk uncle, oh, and then Fred yeah. Armisen's just like off the wall. When, and when we haven't said uh, anything about Fred Armisen, and oh, that guy wow. is absolutely. I think he he might. While Kristen Wiig was the and the he, focus point, yeah, he was. I think the engine. He was, he was the driving for sure. force. Yeah, he uh, the, like he. The the uh, he and Kristen Wiig on Weekend Update did this one where they like, tr- sing a song yeah, together, together. And they're, they're, without any lyrics. Oh yeah, up on the spot. so good. She, so he good. made it up, and she had to guess what he was yeah. saying. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's so good. Well, and on the Stefan thing, they because you know they read from uh, cue cards, but with Stefan, they brought new cue cards, and that was the first time he had seen them. So that's why he breaks character so much. Okay. is because he's reading those lines, you know, for, for the, first the first time. time. So, so that's why he covers his face. He covers his mouth because. You know, to try to 
stay in character. Dude, his voice, talk about good voices. Oh yeah, Bill Hader can do so many. I think he's the best voice. impressionist in SNL history. Or maybe uh, who was the other guy? I, who was the guy we're talking Dana about? Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey is... Yeah, there's some other good ones, but I think Daryl he's the most Hammond? under. Yeah, that's who I was thinking yeah, of, Daryl okay. Hammond. I think he's the most underrated one because he does and some just crazy impressions. Hater is one of my favorite. I mean, he's one of my favorites all time yep. from that from that show, and he's also one that I'm. I really hope isn't like a jerk. Uh, no, like. Because he has bad imposter syndrome. Yeah, too. he's got oh, like yeah. crippling like anxiety. His stage anxiety and yeah, I've seen interviews where he said like even even his last episode, he was like standing at the side of the side of the stage, like shaking, nervous to get sick so of crazy. Yeah, and he's one of the, he's brilliant, absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. And I don't know if any of you have seen his most recent show on HBO called Barry. Barry? I haven't. He's seen a, it. He's I've a, seen the pilot. I didn't get past it. <laughs> he's. I mean. I'm not going to go too much into it, but he's a he's an assassin that gets su- he goes to Hollywood to assassinate a guy, and then he gets sucked into an acting class, and and becomes he becomes like an aspiring actor that is, but he's still got to do his assassin work. <laughs> while Sounds he's like doing Funny it. Dexter. There, it is, yeah. and it's on HBO. So, it's, on so HBO. it's it's pretty graphic with his. The kills are only stuff like four that. or five but, boobs an episode. It's not porn. It's HBO. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great skit, but. Um, no, there's no nudity. I don't think I've seen any nudity in in the show. Anyway, pretty that, sure there is in the first episode. <laughs> Trust me, I've seen it. <laughs> but like, pretty <Twice>. sure. <laughs> I have paused it thirty times. Wore out just, my tape just to show Jake. On that part. <laughs> it's like, see, there's nudity. <laughs> um, no, but he's great, and he, he does the straight man being funny so well. Uh, anyway. Anyway, Bill Hader, Jason Sudeikis, those guys all, Will Forte. Yeah, and we mentioned Will Forte earlier, and he is seriously one of my favorite. Like, like, and it's a lot of his off-camera stuff. He's just the most humble guy. I I love Will Forte. That uh, Mumford & Sons music video with (laughs) Jason Sudeikis, Will Forte, (laughs) Jason Bateman, and and, uh, Ed Helms. I don't think I've seen this. This sounds amazing. Have you not seen it? It is hilarious. It, Every, it, it turns a corner and gets real turns, weird, but it's, <laughs> it is so good. It's anyway, okay. So modern, modern. We call it the McKinnon era. The McKinnon era. Yeah. McKinnon era. Is she the focal point now? Mm-hmm. The problem honestly, is they don't in almost every one of their. Stories. I haven't watched yeah. it. I feel is, like the last, this last year, she hasn't been as vocal as she for like three or four years. It was definitely. I would say. Well, she's kind of made it now. She's making movies yeah. and stuff. I feel like yeah. she's not and used not, as much. I'm not trying to suck up or anything, but your Pennywise was better than hers. Hey, no, <laughs> so how long ago did you go out to New York and see SNL? December. And, so, uh, like just barely. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so you like, saw this then? Yeah. Okay. So it was, it was crazy. Like we actually met Mumford and sons, um, at the after party and stuff. Cause they were the, the okay. musical guest and uh they gave stacy and the cast a giant hug i think they were pretty wasted but it was funny because he's like stacy like i think because keenan put the, us at the center table for summer just because he's a super nice guy the four of us the studio c cast members so i think based off our position people thought we were a big deal just because we were sitting like in the middle of the restaurant at the after party thing so like obama so, like, sat in that seat right yeah, there like, well, like jason momoa came up and like was like i could tell he was like trying to figure out who we were like 
everybody was like, who who are these people that got such like prime real estate? I was like, we're on BYU TV, you know? It's like, it was crazy. Kind of big deals. <laughs> but that shows you how great of a guy. Or maybe Keenan was just like, watch, I'm going to put these guys there. It's going to be hilarious. While you guys were nervous figuring out he was in the corner laughing. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. totally could have been. So it sounds like then that you would know more than us about this modern era because none of us really watch it. So is it, is it good? Um, yeah, I, I mean, like Keenan is stuff. I would say Keenan and McKenna are definitely the two standouts. Um, I think, I don't know. I, I think it's more, I think I look at things more critically than I did, you know, in high school when I could just mm-hmm. enjoy it. Now that I like do sketch comedy for a living, I'm probably yeah. more critical. But um, I think their weekend update is still super strong. Who's the host right now? Colin Jost and uh, Michael Che. I haven't even heard of those guys, man. Yeah. Michael Che and Colin Jost. Colin Jost, I think, is the head writer. Yeah. I think. I believe. Colin it, it, Jost I think. Is I think. Ever writer. since Faye, the um, the Weekend Update is the head writer because uh, um, Seth was Norm. Seth Myers was, was Norm a head writer? No, I th- that, ever no, since, I, since oh, Faye. Oh, my bad. I didn't hear that part. Seth Myers yeah. was the head writer for a long time. Right. Yeah, and he was the the only thing he did was Weekend Update. Yeah. Okay. But, so I wouldn't say it's their strongest. Like, but it, the interesting thing, though, I'd love to like ask my nephews who are in middle school because they might be like this is the era that's like the best you know it's like it'd be interesting to talk Uh, one of my favorite skits ever is this stuff it's the boy dance party oh my goodness that digital short with with, uh um bruce willis I'm oh sorry. yeah, Bruce Willis. Bruce boy dance party. When he does the boy dance party, <laughs> and it's so good. Bob, Bobby Morton. That's still even a few years old from now, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. No, well, that, that was 2013. Older. Is about when when. Okay. Uh, I think that's when. I think 2012 is is when Wig left, and then Hater left in 2013, and that was kind of the end of that yeah. era. But yeah. That boy dance. That, that's <laughs> one of my favorite skits ever, and that's those those guys. The, the, who's the one dude on, on that's on right now? He used to do those commercials where he was interviewing the kids around the table as a car commercial. Uh, oh, the he, um, yeah, God, the, that guy's funny. They, they have two of, the two of them that, that started on YouTube. Yeah, the, oh, the, uh, Kyle Beckett. Oh, you know, Kyle yeah. Beckett, and and the other one. No, it's Kyle Mooney. Kyle Mooney. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, something. And, and he does. He's just really good at being awkward, and yeah. he does a lot of like '90s grunge stuff. He's, he's he's hilarious. Yeah. I really like him. I think they... I, I mean, I don't watch it very much, but I hope they use him a lot. Okay. So, my theory about why this era isn't seen as funny as it, as it could be is recency. So, they're still making their bad skits. Yeah. And their bad skits are recent memory. Mm-hmm. Rather than... I mean, even 2013... Oh, yeah. There was bad the skits. bad skits you don't remember right. from 2013, and so only the good stuff. Uh, you you only remember the cream that rises to the top. You don't remember any of the other any of the other stuff. Um, as well as I think it's harder to allow to be allowed to be funny nowadays. Yeah, it is, um, and I think that that Saturday Night Live, while they don't like, you hide mean you can be too stuff, offensive. Yeah. Well, I don't think they hide from that stuff. I think that you you cannot tell the same jokes, and you you're not allowed because something that Saturday Night Live always has done since '75 is push the envelope and push find the edge of what's 
Okay. And I mean, I was even talking to my parents about this the other night and they, they, they were talking about how when they were in junior high and high school in the seventies and eighties, that was their favorite stuff. And then mom said, when, if I take the times I've laughed and compare it to the times I was uncomfortable, it's about even Yeah, for, for Saturday Night Live. And that's what they do. They always just push it as far as they can go. And that, but that's frowned upon in society. Unless you're making today. fun of Donald Trump, which is unless you're, that's that's their and that's the crop. other thing is that that skit was funny, was mm-hmm. legit, oh, it's hilarious, one of the funniest skits ever. The first five times he did yeah. it, yeah, it was just overplayed. The, the, right. the, the, the last, last eighteen times he's done no, it, the last thirty-five like, times, yeah, it's just it's not it, it's become tired. I feel like, yeah, and I feel like it, that's. But but it's one beat. It's what you're beating the same drum. Something over I like that uh, I was watching this thing that Norm Macdonald did. I was going to bring this up you know, about <laughs> yeah. how you can't hate the person you're impersonating. Yeah. Yep. And so like Alec Baldwin hates Trump, yep. and so he doesn't do it. He does it with kind of a mean spirit, and like mm-hmm. the audience, you can you can sense that, and it loses its humor. Where like Dana Carvey when he was doing Bush, even though he was like kind of betraying him as an idiot, there was like this res- inherent respect, like Will Ferrell too. Yeah, and Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. there was some respect there that I think made those characters more endearing. Where Trump just comes across like, especially Alec Baldwin's, and I don't even think the impression is that mm-hmm. that great. I think there's been like some him. funny sketches yeah. with it, but like mm-hmm. the impression itself, it's almost like each time he does it a little like. Like more, it's become Nasty. like its own like thing where it's yeah. not Trump anymore. Well, and, almost, and he's done it forty times. Yeah, uh, it's gotten tired over forty times. Uh, Alec Baldwin doing Trump. Yeah, so and you like, said it's mean spirited. That's how I feel. This most modern season is everything they do is kind of mean spirited. Yeah. So and and it no, really Dave Chappelle across. did do the the one right after Trump won, yeah. and Dave Chappelle did he hosted and he kind of like said through that whole thing like. Give him a chance. Did the thing, and uh, they—that was one of the funnier skits they've done in this whole thing—is when people were like, "Oh, nothing, nothing could have ever been worse than Donald Trump winning," and then the two black guys are in the back going, "Nothing." nothing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you guys talking about? And that whole, that whole, uh, I, I was like, watch. I watched that episode and went, "Oh, I, I was really impressed." With how they were able to poke fun at, at all different all different directions, right? But um, yeah, it. I don't know. I I just feel like you're not you're you're not allowed to push the envelope as much now, and you're also um, you have very easy crutches to use now. Yeah, and they lean yeah. on them to to. Because making fun of the president has always been something that Saturday Night Live has done since forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about Gerald Ford being made fun of, and that's what got Chase in trouble. It, and that's so making fun of the president has never isn't is not new on this show, but it's never been forty times in the last three <laughs> right. years. Yeah. Yeah. So, type of type of skit, and so I just feel like there's there's some crutches that you, they use and recency and you're not in and the, the recency thing having um, to... I think that does play a part but like th- there was probably like three or four years where uh, my wife and I would watch every night we'd record it and, and watch it every not every night but every Saturday every week, yeah. 
And then there came a point, it was probably around 2013, 14, 15 maybe, that we just like, it just fizzled out and we just stopped watching. Yeah. And and we liked it when it was recent then. And, and we did, I remember pushing through some of the, the like the skits in the, later in the show and stuff. It wasn't as good. But, um, but we pushed through them because we liked the show. We liked the characters. We liked the, the cast. And then it just got to be when... When all those big names left, we just didn't like it very much anymore. So, um, so talking about impressions, uh, Jason, what's your favorite impression to do, and why is it Owen Wilson? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, what's your favorite impression to do? Uh, wow, man. Troy. Wow. 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 Uh, Jeff Goldblum's fun. I like, um, and that's one I didn't do on CSC actually. Um, I like Gandalf, uh, Batman. My Batman's like. Because I love Batman. People think, like, do you hate Batman? Because you play him like such an idiot. And I'm like, I'm... it's a torn thing. Like, I'm not trying to make fun of Dude, Christian Bale's Batman. Batman, Batman is like but... best Batman. Lego Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Snape is, I've done Snape a lot. Do you do Snape or you, do you do a... Uh, I, I do a heightened state Snape, I guess. Okay. So, like, Alan Rickman's not... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, so can you give us uh, Je- Jeff Goldblum uh, talking about SNL? Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. Uh, SNL uh, is is really good, uh, except for uh, you know some of the things are. Uh, uh, Kind of spooky, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, like th- there's this one guy. Uh, I I don't I don't know what he's saying, uh, but uh, it's pretty good, P- pretty uh, pretty amazing. Yes, yeah, it's very good. Holy very good. balls! <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, uh, well, th- there it is. <laughs> Man, he yeah. found a way to make that work. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think he does either half the time. I know, right? It was funny. Uh, this is yeah, kind of a joke yeah. we said on the podcast a bunch is our, our dad uh, Jake and I's dad any impression he does ends up being Jimmy Stewart so, that was really close to Jimmy Stewart I kept waiting for he's like, oh, there Stewart. it goes there it goes like I have to get into it like it takes yeah that was that was good though man it was good yeah <laughs> all right we're gonna wrap this up pick a goat here yeah okay so on the fly who is the best host the best host oh. Steve Martin Oh man! I mean, it has to be. Who else? Yeah, I think probably yeah, Steve Martin. I, um, although I haven't, I honestly, haven't seen a lot. Of Jason them. Momoa. I heard he's a really nice guy. <laughs> he gave Jason. Just, a hug. I, I would say Justin Timberlake is his episodes that oh, he did yeah, yeah. were absolutely fantastic. On, when they were on the on Tom the Hanks boat. is really good Tom too. Tom Hanks when he was on a Black Celebrity Jeopardy or Black Jeopardy, <laughs> yeah, so good. When he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like when you sign up for a credit card line, oh, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. <laughs> That was a good example of a non-mean-spirited sketch where it's mm-hmm. like it's showing both sides, but it's not just like ragging on one side. It's like, I don't know. I wish was, they did more stuff. They had like yeah. Miley Cyrus on it, like quote Miley Cyrus, and she got every answer wrong. And she's like, I just feel like I can't win. I'm like, that's the blackest thing you've ever said. <laughs> so um, Christopher Walken has his own. Uh, best up. So does Alec Baldwin. That's right, huh? So does Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. I think Alec Baldwin Steve was one Martin. of the best. Like, like uh, until this more recent one, when every time he's on, he's he's Donald Trump. He had, he had a long run of yeah. really yeah. good. Kenty really Boy. Good. One oh, one of my favorite Boy. guest appearances was when Dwayne the Rock Johnson oh, yeah. was on, and like when he did the Hulk. President Obama. Oh, so the Rock Obama. The Rock Obama. The Rock. That's so stupid. That's, a, that's like a mad TV joke, dude. His, his impersonation of Barack Obama is spot on. But he's like the Rock, but he's Barack Obama. It's so, good. Oh, so good. 
best athlete, I would say, is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was so good. He was really good. Dude, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning both hosted. And Eli Manning was actually pretty funny. But Peyton Manning was just You guys like, said Peyton Manning, and for some reason I immediately thought of Gary Payton. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I was like, what did Gary Payton host? <laughs> I, I thought you were about to make another forehead joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, Worst is probably Michael Jordan. Did he host it? He was bad. Yeah. Oh, I wow. mean, one of the best sketches is the Woods when he was hosting where they're oh, all like, da bears, bears. Da bears, but like... He has no acting chops. I don't know. I saw Space Jam. The <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Not real. Get out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's uh, should we should we take a vote? Should we? Uh, I mean, All right. So uh, show of hands, who's voting for the original 1975? And you can't vote for your own. Can't vote for your own. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's fair. Two of us voted Will Ferrell, so isn't that the de facto winner? Technically, yeah. I mean, no. Jason and I both had it. <laughs> Just we're, we're gonna have a vote. We're gonna have a vote, Chris. <laughs> I don't know. I, okay, well, okay. This will be based like off of interim. what I've heard from other people, and now my vote might change. So I appreciate this opportunity. <laughs> All right. So who's voting for OG nineteen seventy five? Eric, go. I feel like I should, but I can't. I just don't know no. it enough yeah, to I mean, vote for it. I know. I'm, uh, I respect it. Sandler, Chris Farley. No, yeah, Sandler Farley era. I'm voting for that, that one. Uh, so that's Will, two votes. Will Ferrell era. One vote. And then there's uh, Andy Samberg digital shorts era. Boom, two votes. We got, we got a tie for. That's we a good got, tie. Yeah, Chris yeah. Farley, Sandler, and uh, for a bunch of '90s kids, that's yeah, probably pretty accurate. I'm actually surprised. Well, funny enough, we're talking movie. about the era when we were all in junior high, and then the era when we were all adults too, right. too <laughs> old to go out. <laughs> that is amazing how it worked. So we had a tie. Best era was uh, Sandler and Chris Farley. Was and, that Sandler and Chris Farley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Sandler, then uh, Chris Farley and uh, Andy Samberg, Good Little Shorts era. Yep. But the real winner is Will Ferrell. Two people picked him. That's yeah, what, we, Will we Ferrell. Three way tie there. Just, just out of, you know. We had a Menage a winner. <laughs> menage! <laughs> thanks, Ja. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, Jason, thanks for joining us thanks today. It was super this, cool to come out. It's super fun. Ended guys. up being a pretty long yeah podcast. but uh yeah thanks for coming man it was super fun <laughs> anything you, you uh wanted the plug really quick or uh just you know t- check out jk studios if you haven't um, we're gonna do sketches and but also sitcoms and troy's the, our editor and we seriously love him we're grateful that i'm glad somebody does available oh, to <laughs> like it worked out great that he was yeah, looking was, for a job and we needed a good a really good editor so it it worked out great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, cool. Troy's awesome. How, how Troy does so much uh, for us too, dude. He <laughs> edits all of our, our, our post, all of our posts goes through Troy, and nice. without him, it wouldn't run. So, Shucks, it's guys. very Is this true. all over again, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how long is the each episode for those uh, for those sick for the sitcom? So uh, we're just it's eight there. It's eight episodes, so pretty short season, and they're about fifteen to twenty minutes 15, each. Fifteen twenty minutes oh, cool. each, and they're on YouTube. Is that what you find? Yeah, it? they'll be on YouTube, and the first one comes out March twenty eighth. 
Oh, coming up. Yeah. So yeah, and it's nice. it's funny that I've seen the yeah. yeah this is your funny. your they're freelancer good. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They're good. They're good. Yeah, I saw the commercial. It was funny. Yeah, sure. Troy sent it to me. He's like, "Is this funny?" And I was like, "Dude, you need to edit better." <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's so you feel like the jokes would land, but like the timing's way off. <laughs> uh, well, uh, all that praise you guys gave me really. <laughs> your head was getting a little bigger. <laughs> can it get bigger? <laughs> oh, it can. Uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, should we do a should we do a shout out? Yeah, or so uh, actually, I, yeah, we got a little bit of a shout out here. Um, someone who uh, gave us a uh, rating, so they rated us and gave us a review on our iTunes uh, channel, um, and it's uh, the name is this game is the. <laughs> Pimp shiznizzle. <laughs> all one word. I love that name. All, all one word, not... all lowercase. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's great. You know, and, no, they and, capitalize the T at the, at the Oh, okay. So it's okay. like a sentence. Oh, it's like being, a sentence. Being completely honest, a lot of a lot of the, the reviews on here, I mean, we're new. A lot of the reviews are people we know. This one, we, we don't know who this person is. Uh, at least, and if you do know us, come forward, please. No. Uh, they gave us five stars. Mom. They gave us five stars, so thank you. Uh, they, their title says entertaining. They said, this is a great listen. I like it when you can pull out the personalities of the hosts on a podcast. They are great at that. They always have good suggestions of new shows and movies to get into, and I honestly trust their reviews and recommendations. Honestly, that is like some of the best praise we could get. Because yeah. we, we've been really nervous about like having five people on a podcast. Do pe- do our oh. voices get like, mixed and stuff? Really bad imposter syndrome, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> putting, but, putting yourself out there, like like you know. Yeah, I mean, but the, the fact that they that they uh, that this person like addressed that it, it's awesome. It makes cool. me so feel thank really you, good. thank you for yeah. doing that. And if you are listening, leave us a review um, and uh, and give us a rating and leave us a review, and we'll give you a shout out. So, cool, thank you, thanks guys. Uh, is if there's nothing else, I believe that's all. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks okay. for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.